King Gates, you all the savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Hot sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Miss Robin, get the corkscrew. Tell, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. MLB. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles. You're an honorary captain. Download the podcast. Follow on Twitter. Wanna sports radios. Legendary figure. That's a tuba in there, isn't it? Got some tubas. I think so. It's all about that bass. Hello there, kids. Welcome. It is a What Up Wednesday. What up? May 22nd, heading into a Memorial Day weekend, and I'm sure you probably started yours already. I mean, after all, it is Wednesday. Don't we need like a six-day weekend now? <laughs> I think so. I think we now... I loved actually when I was working four tens, and I always had a three-day weekend. Four tens? Yes, when you work four 10-hour days. Oh. That was my favorite That's what we're schedule. doing now. We're working five 10-hour days. Yeah, see, that's why I said four. How many, Tony? How many tens? How many tens? Exactly. Exactly. Nobody counts. Nobody talks about like that anymore, four tens. What's the matter with you, Robin? Sure they do. We got a jam-packed show today. We have to. We have to fill three hours. But we're doing it for you because we love you. You love us. It's a love-love thing. It's a love thing. We'll have to play a block of that later on. But we've got all kinds of stuff, Robin. Of course, we got the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Now a best of three. You got the blues. By the way, you see what I'm wearing today? I got this from my boys over there at Jack's NYB. Yes. Thank you, Groot. What up? That is. Is that KOP Joe? That is. And it's working. That's Bully77 Mustang joining the stream with his fantastic blurp. That's his walk-up song, right? That is his walk-up song. So when, you have, when you're on our Twitch stream, Tony Bruno Show, actually twitch.tv Bruno Nation Live, that's the way you're watching us right now. Right. Whether you're on the app, whether you're on the computer, wherever you're on, if you're in the air everywhere with us, we thank you. And that's how you get us every day. So we have a lot of little gadgets and toys and stuff. So you can get a blurp, which is similar to walk-up music in baseball. Yes. Except when you hit your walk-up music here, you basically have... You're not going to strike out. You're going to enjoy the program, hopefully. And we know you're there. We hear you. And it's very loud. It's very loud. I might need to figure out how to turn it down just a little bit. Ah, there's another one. I love that sound. Sounds like a pin. And you know what that sounds like when you put a $20 bill in a slot machine? And you know how it (laughs) makes that noise? It's like, thank you for donating your cash to whatever establishment this is. Do you hear me now? I hear you. Thank you, AI. But meanwhile, we got a lot of stuff. We got baseball, a lot of baseball news today. And unfortunately, it's a bad day for baseball. 
You heard the term, it's a beautiful day for baseball. Now, outside here in Philadelphia, it's a beautiful day. Phillies are in Chicago, where it's been like wintertime the last couple of days. Of course, it snowed in Colorado yesterday, and they still got the baseball game in, believe it or not. So, it's weather, it's spring, Memorial Day's coming up, there's snow in the plains. Well, actually, there's no snow in the plains, it's mostly in the Rockies, in the higher elevations. And if you're in the Rockies, you already are in a higher elevation, not just because you're 5,000 feet above sea level. You following my higher elevation uh, situation sensation, Bob? Your higher elevation sensation, absolutely. Meanwhile, I'll have another game of the final Game of Thrones recap on the show. No, not about the characters and who should have died and who didn't die. I will prove to you that Game of Thrones was the most overhyped, underperforming TV show of all time. The numbers don't lie, Rob, and I have statistical proof that while you and all these other people who thought great Game of Thrones was the greatest thing since sliced bread because you were addicted to it for eight years, even Aaron Rodgers addicted to it, and he was in an episode. But I didn't see him. In the, was he in the final episode? I believe he was in the episode just two before that. Do you recognize him? I don't. Know. I did not see. I did not recognize him. There's so much going on while it was happening. But I. But there was. They had some uh, videos isolated just of him on um, social media and stuff, and you can clearly see that it was him. But when you're watching the show, if you're just I Joe know. Schmo from Kokomo, would you know that was Aaron Rodgers? But I don't really notice that kind of thing anyway like I I'm so intense on the show I follow more of the storyline and the overall I look at the big picture I don't really nitpick little tiny things for the most part of course you do. that's watching. what we do you don't look for water bottles underneath the underneath a chair but I don't or coffee I, cups I do on not top see of the any table. of those it's ridiculous Rob you got to focus more I I just you don't need do to that. up your Adderall or something How I don't do that, that I don't even do that in real life like when we're walking along and oh I notice everything I know you do i don't yet i'm the one who's scatterbrained but i notice everything i notice when something's wrong i notice if the street lights turn the wrong way is that add or adhd i'm trying to keep that straightened out i see i'm confused even with that but anyway game of thrones we'll get into that and again it has nothing to do with the show i know people are sick of it i'm sick of it but i have stats that prove what a failure game of thrones really was when it comes down to the nitty-gritty in the meantime Let's start. I want to start off with hockey, though, and then I'll get into the baseball segment because, ladies and gentlemen, the Stosh Cup. I used to call it Stosh's Cup, but Stanley is not Stosh. No, it's not. Stanley's nickname is Stan because there's a lot of nicknames. Now, Stosh is Stanislaus in Polish. So I know a lot of guys because my ex-wife was Polish, the family. There's a Stosh, Uncle Stosh, but there's no nickname for Stanley Cup. I used to call it the Stosh Cup, thinking that Stosh was also a nickname for Stanley. It's Lord Stanley, who, by the way, was not in Game of Thrones and no. did, never was in the running for the throne. Was he? Was Lord Stanley a, a poet or something? I don't know who the hell he was. It was like the Prince of Wales conference that they don't have anymore. Hockey used to have all these ridiculous royalty-named things, like the, the Prince of Wales Cup. Really? Yes. Which is weird because hockey's not considered like the game of royalty. No, it's not. That's horse racing. Yeah. That's the well, sport polo. of kings. Polo is the sport of kings. No. Not racing. Uh-uh. Are you sure? Positive. Polo is not the sport of yes, kings. Yes. The sport of kings is polo <laughs> because it's the most expensive sport to participate in. Because you can yeah, only... Yeah, you can't bet on... You can't bet $2 on if that person's going to drop over the stinking uh, dressage 
like that chick yesterday that we showed you jumping over uh, yeah. <laughs> railing. <laughs> that was the girl who was special. the human horse. Yeah, that was really good. Meanwhile, let's get down to the business. Um, I just before we go, yes. I, I just want to <laughs> remind people we're allowing you if you're on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope Live. We're allowing, we're allowing you, to watch, you. This is like a taste for yes, just a second. The tip for just a second. Mm-hmm. We're allowing you to watch just for a minute, just to get your shit in order. You wow, you said shit. Yes, I did. Um, this is so. <laughs> and in just a few minutes, we're going to be saying goodbye to y'all. So this is your time to download the Twitch app, get it on your mobile phone, uh, follow Tony uh, Bruno Nation Live, mm-hmm. so that you can continue watching throughout the rest and of the show. And follow us on Twitter also. It's free. At, yes, it's totally free. At Tony Bruno Show at Miss Robin Austin, Luigi Curto. I don't. He's back in town, but I don't know where he is. Is he working? Is he back to work? Because he I took have off no like idea. six didn't days. Didn't he call you last night? I didn't hear the phone ringing. Oh. My phone, you have set my phone now to stop receiving calls after 10. Not receiving yes. it, but it m- no mutes. sounder. I get no sound at I night. I know. So I don't even know if it's I get messages. Mistake. So I pick up my phone when I'm watching, you know, baseball last night in Chicago, watching the NBA playoffs, watching the Blues make it to the Stanley Cup. But let's get down to the hockey action first to start this thing and get the. Uh, just real quick. Sorry yes. to keep interrupting you, Tony. Damn it, it Robin. M. Lewis5150 says, I'm back on Twitch, Robin. I got my shit together. Damn That's right. That's a good job out of you. He had asked earlier, is Tony on every day at this time? Yes, Monday to Friday, 1 to 4, every single day. We do it live, local, late breaking. It's the station of the people. And we do it uninterrupted. Except Robin interrupts me every once in a while. I'll interrupt her. That's the only interruptions you'll hear on this show <laughs> is when we yell at each other, which is all in good fun. And of on average, he does it more to me than I well, do Well, of course, him, because, but... you know, I'm, I'm the captain here. As I was watching Deadliest Catch a little bit last night, and on the Cornelia Marie, the captain yelled at his brother who was down on the deck. He says, I'm the damn captain. You take care of the damn deck. They didn't get a good crab count, though, last night. I haven't watched it in a long time. Those guys are still out there in, like, 50-foot oh, waves. God. It's unbelievable, man. What a crazy show. Just think of that when you're going to Red Lobster for Crab Fest, that those guys are out there risking their lives so you can have the damn big Alaskan king crabs slathered on your plate. Or when you're at a buffet and they have crab night and everybody stands in line waiting for that one tray of crab legs. Yes. Well, <laughs> and then there's, like, fist fights where they don't bring out enough crab legs. It's an outrage. Thank you, Burton Gus. For the hundred bits. Oh, thank you very much, Burton. Burton Gus. See, is he a new member, new uh, part of the organization? Not brand new. I'm seen. I've seen him here a couple times before, and and I always wonder how you want to ha- have it pronounced. Is it Bert on Gus or Burton Gus? Or? Well, Bert on Gus would be the you know pretty good relationship, I would think. Maybe it's Gus on Bert. Sometimes I Bert on. I don't really care. You know, there's nothing. Not, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think Burton's his real name. But I don't know. But one thing we must point out. As you can see, if you're watching us on Twitch or wherever you're watching us on the... on. By the way, people are saying our new $10,000 camera is looking good. <laughs> yes, the $10,000. million. $100 billion is how much we spent for this beautiful new... This is 1080IP or 1080P where somebody peed on it. And we got it as a discount because it was uh, you know previously used. In some sort of filming in somebody's house. No, it's a brand new, fresh camera from Best Buy. Yes, and it's much, much. Do I look better now. You do. This is blue. I uh, see. I'm doing. I'm trying to match now. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Let me I'm go. Trying down. to match. That's what she said. Can you <laughs> see the shirt? Can you can't see? See, it's too close. That's the problem. No, it's not. They have this super tight shot of my face. You know, not Nobody everybody. Wants to see it too super close up. Not everybody needs to see your entire chest. Yes, they all do. The time. You want to have. You, you can't be that close. How close am I on the camera? 
Well, I just showed your chest. Is this it? I want to see. Well, I want to see both. Why can't we see my face and my? Can we move the camera back a little bit? Can no, we zoom out? I can. I can zoom out. Oh, that has a zoom on it. Yeah, hold oh. on. I can work on that. All part. I want to do is zoom, a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Just shake your, you know what? Uh, KLP, KLP Joe says uh, Donald Trump prefers the 1080p. That's what I heard. But we still don't have the tape to prove it. Until I see the P tape, I need evidence on this show. We're all about facts first, Robin. I evidence. lied, by the way. What'd you lie about? I you lied. can't zoom on that camera? I can't zoom on this camera. So I already have to go early in the show to give you one of these, which could be a record now for the fastest. All right, can you bring my thing up because I want to do this hockey update, Robin? It is... No, this here. Yeah, it is up. I tried to play it and it wasn't playing. Oh, there it is. Crank it up. Crank it up. Why is your... Can you turn it up on your end? Oh, there we there go. There you go. 15 minutes is the new record for Robin. Actually, we're in the all. We, we came on a couple minutes late, fashionably late today. I'd say it was about 13 minutes if you had the over on the first bump, bump, to bump for Robin. They were cranking it last night, and as I told you, the shark, battered, beaten, bruised in St. Louis. The Blues could have closed it out last night, and they did. They were all over the Sharks. They could taste it. And ladies and gentlemen, the rematch you've been waiting for. you got to go back. How old were you in 1970, Robin, when the St. Louis Blues were in the Stanley Cup Finals for the last time? Uh, one and something? No. I was not four. So you were born in 1968. Yeah, December of 68, so almost 69. Well, it's always almost 69. It depends on whether it's a good weekend. Uh, It was a good run for the Sharks. It was Barkley Plager and the boys back in the day of the St. Louis Blues. Three years in the league. Actually, they made the Stanley Cup Finals their first three years of existence in the West when the expansion happened in 67, 68. So that's how far back you have to go. I was covering hockey in 1970 while Robin was being born somewhere. In a manger, I believe. In swaddling clothes. Yes. (laughs) Swaddling That's what they used to do back at Stanford University. (laughs) They still do now, but people are living in tents on the Stanford University. They're they're still living in straw, but now... (laughs) It's on the streets. They've reverted. Of East Palo Alto. They've been living on the streets there, unfortunately, for a long time. But hopefully the governor does something to help the people, for God's sake. So anyway, the Blues uh, blow them out last night. Sharks knew it. They could. It was like a feeding frenzy. It's like when you go out fishing. Whether you're shark fishing, you're tuna fishing. Maybe you're out there on the Wicked Pissa, on the uh, Wicked Tuna show, and you're out there chumming the water. But those guys just like float around, and then they put the bait out, and then they wait for the deep, 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 deep on their uh, on their sonars, radars, depth finders, whatever you want to call them. And they see that big ass tuna down there, and then boom, it hits it. But the sharks were in a chum, and it was a feeding frenzy last night, sort of like Jaws, which we will get to a big Jaws update for you today as we get ready for the first unofficial weekend of summer, Memorial Day weekend. Give it up to the Blues, Robin. This is a rematch we've been waiting for for almost 49 years. <laughs> Can you believe it's been that long? Been a long wait. That proves two things. It's been a long time, and the fact that I was actually I was actually covering hockey back then here in Philadelphia with the 
Flyers who were a new team, just like the Blues. They came in in the same year, 1967-68. And that's how long it's been for the Blues. And they will match up with Boston. And there's going to be a lot of bad blood here. These teams have had 49 years to develop a hatred for one another, Robin. And you just can't forget that kind of long-seated hatred in sports. <laughs> you realize most of the players on both, both franchises, including their coaches, weren't even born the yeah. last time the Blues played the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals? You would have to be at least, what, 50 years old, right? Yeah. You have to be 50 years yeah, old. And nobody's playing. And by the it's way, 50. I don't think most one-year-olds remember hockey unless you were up in Flin Flon, Manitoba, and you're a one-year-old kid and mom and dad are putting you on ice skates at an early age, just like you were on ice skates at an early age. Mm -hmm. So most one-year-olds don't remember this. So you would have to at least be born in... What does help for heart failure oh. look well, like? Well, that song ended, and then I just didn't like get yes. rid of it because it was a stupid commercial. Um. But anyway, imagine that. 49 years ago, these two teams played in the Stanley right. Cup Finals. That means you'd have to be at least 55 years old right. to have a memory happen. of these two teams playing, right? Yeah. And other than in management, it ain't going to happen on the, on the ice. Yeah, most people were. You know, a lot of people were. The players, obviously, they're all in their 20s. They weren't even born when the Bruins won their last Stanley Cup. Well, some of them were. Anyway, you get my point. This is a long... This is, I got to look at the records. Because there are very few franchises that have to go this long to get to a finals. You know, you got the Golden State Warriors who have now been the five consecutive Western Conference finals and five consecutive NBA championship series, which is remarkable in this day and age. But to go that long, and there's teams, the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs have gone, mm -hmm. they've been in the playoffs, have been in the, but they haven't won a cup since 1968. The Flyers haven't won a cup since 1975. But when you go that long without even making the Stanley Cup Finals, almost 50 years, that's, a, that's amazing. It is. Because they've had some good teams in St. Louis. It's been a good franchise. So anyway, I'm happy for the Blues and their fans. And the Stanley Cup playoffs will start. Uh, Trevor from the 203 is reminding us 1967 for the Leafs, Tony. I know, I said 60, 67, 68. And um, then for Dean, our condolences to Dean and his wife, Karen. They're actually driving around listening to us on their mobile yes. app right now. Um, uh, Karen's mother, Dean's mother-in-law, passed away yesterday. And our condolences to them. It's been a tough week for all sorts of people. Especially down in the Tampa yeah. Bay area. Dean and our buddies. You know, our, our buddy Steve Dumig passed away. Good friends. Dean lost a, a member of his wedding party. The guy was his best man. And now he loses his mother-in-law, who in this particular case, 95, she obviously was not in good health. She was right. in, in assisted living. And Dean was there every single day along with his wife, you know, knowing that it was inevitable. It so was it wasn't one of those no. shocking, oh, my God. No. It was you knew she was going to die. And you wanted to be there to comfort her as long as you could and be with her right. in the remaining days of her life. And Dean's there every day feeding her. I know. And that's what I, I texted him uh, last night when he told me on the, on the text. I said, you know, all you can do is remember the good times, understand that she's lived an unbelievable life of 95 years on this yes. earth. And the things that she's seen and experienced during that time. So 95. Because my mom's going to be 95 right. So she would have been born in 1924, 23. Something like that, yeah. Because my mom was born in 1924, I believe. Okay. And so she's coming up on 95. And so that's a remarkable life. Whether it, you know, it doesn't mean that it's a glorious life. I mean, think of all life. the different changes that have happened since Are 19, you kidding? I mean, there's the nobody. That's the amazing thing about people who are living deep into their 90s, into their 100s. 
A lot of them are still lucid. They still remember things that happened. I know. So we talk about things like I talk about, well, in the 70s, I was covering hockey. These people were alive and through, through, through the tr- depression. Yeah. Through multiple war- cars. wars. Cars. No cars. I mean, no think, cell phones. Think, think about well, this. Like the them. people, the, the kids that are being born within the last 10 years or so, the biggest change is they might just get a bigger, faster phone or a better computer. But other than that, there's really no bigger change. No, they've seen every yeah. conceivable major occurrence in this country's history yeah. in the last 95 years. I mean, that's remarkable. Uh, kids that are born in the last 10 years, the only thing that we might have coming up technology-wise is maybe maybe they can invent no, there's a way be to, tech, to... Every day, new technology. I know, but like maybe we'll be able to start living on, on other planets, or maybe we'll have time travel. <laughs> but other than that... We, like, can't like, even, we can't even coexist on this planet. <laughs> Why are we worried about going to Mars and yes, colonizing flying it? Flying cars, that's right. <laughs> flying cars could be the next big thing. They already have... Um, I just was reading about a flying uh, helicopter-type taxis. Yes. That, All of that stuff. So, I mean, so the, maybe no, that. Progress is incredible. And obviously, in the la- we're talking about the moon landing, you know, the anniversary of that. And we know that the technology that they use to land on the moon, there's more in your cell phone right now than there was no, in the yeah. technology that put men on the moon in 1969, right? And now we're talking about, oh, we got a new phone. Oh, Scary I got my new phone. Robin got a new phone. She's orgasmic. I am. I finally got it working. I know the people were, you know, I was incommunicado. But did you notice, Tony? I was not freaked out, was I? Uh, no. Well, because you had your other phone that was still temporarily working. You were using my phone. But I wasn't really. You weren't. If you had no phone for a week, you would be climbing up the wall like one of those creatures in the superhero movies. Only you know, because climb I'm, up. I'm not even talking about Spider-Man because he had webs. I'm talking about like the creatures that climb up walls. That's only because I'm a mom and I want to be able to be accessible to my kids even though they're even over Even though the they don't of- actually call you or text you anymore. <laughs> but no, my son did. No, he did because I mean, he needed we, you to go over to Jersey yeah, and we, go we, help him find we, clothes. We hung out. For God's sake. We had sushi last night for dinner, which I don't get to have when I'm with you. I didn't even... Oh, is that why you're having stomach problems? Did you no. get gas station sushi no, no, in no. Jersey? It was so... We went to a really nice... And it, what was really funny is that we had leftovers. And, leftover sushi? And... and uh, I call that bait. Christian... I call that chum. Yeah. yeah. Christian said, do you want to take it home? And I said, no, I won't be able to bring that in the house. Tony will complain. There's enough fishy crap going on around here. <laughs> and most of it's me. But anyway, enough about that. <laughs> but you see what the Blues are doing? I got to give them credit. Because their fans are excited. The city of St. Louis yeah. is excited. You know, the, the Cardinals, when they were there, remember? The Rams, when they were the St. Louis Rams, they won a Super Bowl there. You know, the Boston Celtics, uh, the, the uh, St. Louis uh, Blue. you know, they don't, have a hockey, they don't have a basketball team. They haven't had one for 100 years. But they have an NFL franchise. They did. They had the St. Louis Cardinals, who then moved to Arizona. And then they got the Rams from L.A., who became the... St. Louis Rams until they moved back to L.A. And so, you know, they played the Red. The Cardinals baseball team really pretty much is their biggest franchise because they've been good and they're consistently good over the years. So the Cardinals have played the Red Sox, you know, in the World Series. We know that. But the Blues in the Stanley Cup final, that's good for them. I'm happy for the fans. St. Louis Hawks, of course, were before that was the old NBA team before they moved. And so a lot of franchises have moved around. We know that. But the same. Well, they played something yesterday. Yeah, I don't know why they played this. Out, right? 
We finally so cracked the mystery of the Gloria thing, which originated here in Philadelphia at a local mummers group, the the Jack's New Year's Brigade private clubhouse here in South Philadelphia. That's how that was spawned. Right. But then before the game, I was watching the pregame. All of a sudden, they're they're playing a different song, and everybody's singing it. And I'm and trying I, to figure out if anybody knows. I have it. I have it right here, Tony. You have how they why they started playing why John Denver. Why they Denver's? started playing "Take Me Home, Country Road" by John Denver. This is only in a pregame, though. Right. Um, so, I'm just reading this for the first time. So I'm going to read it verbatim, and it's in uh, GolfDigest.com. Golf Digest is writing about hockey yes. and John Denver. So on Tuesday night, the Blues defeated San Jose Sharks in five games, Western Conference Final. Um, during the party, so the the atmosphere at the Enterprise Center turned yeah. into a huge party. Of course. During that party, Blues fans could be heard singing Country Roads, an all-time classic sing-along in unison. The tune is always great whether you're in or out of West Virginia. Uh, everybody knows the words. And the blues were spot on, excellent, blah, blah, blah. So how, why did they I'm pick looking, this song? This um, um, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Apparently, it's been going on since Springston. It sort of happened by accident. The DJ couldn't find any uh, good uh, hip-hop or R&B to bust out in St. Louis. The state anthem for West Virginia has turned into the unlikely team anthem other than play Gloria for the St. Louis Blues. Well, how as do you get country roads I don't know, about here. West Virginia in St. Louis, which aren't even remotely close to one? This is a great song. We love John Denver. Yes. This is so. Talk about things that don't make sense. The guy responsible for the song taking off like wildfire in the Gateway City is none other than a Pittsburgh guy. His name is Jason Pippi, University of Pittsburgh class of 2008, and a St. Louis Blues game operations director. He was also in the Panthers marching band, and he was a Panther mascot. Um. <laughs> He was the mascot during the 13-9 disaster in 2007 that cost West Virginia its best chance at a football national championship. He goes on... They, so, this is the story. Pee-Pee first tried Sweet Caroline... Is it Pippi or Pee-Pee? Pippi. I'm uh, saying Pippi. Well, you got Pee-Pee on your mind, Robin. Pippi. Um, Not long stock. He though. first tried to get Sweet Caroline going on the Blues fans during the game, but it didn't stick. No, because the Red Sox have been right. using Sweet... This guy's like trying to just rehash old exactly. songs and so have one that sticks. Country Roads, however, did much to... Whoops, stop. Um, How many great musical acts are from St. Louis? Not counting Nelly, of course. So much to Pippi's chagrin, for those unaware, Pippi's alma mater uh, is West Virginia's fiercest rival. So it was kind of ironic that that's the one that everybody kind of wanted to sing along with. That's ridiculous. So that's it. Again, that's... I have nothing. They could do whatever they want. I'm not. But how about ragtime? I'm looking at all Janice Joplin. No, there's so many. Janice well, but it Joplin. Has to... Here's the thing. He right. wanted to get a sing-along song that everybody could sing along with. You and can't that's... sing along with Janice Joplin when you're high and you're just like stoned. Not one everybody. Night. This was the one that everybody knew the words to. Wow. So there you have it. That is why. So I think that they should just jettison country roads and just continue with play Gloria. Just. I mean, I'm reading right now the music in Missouri. We, we talked about Chuck Berry the other night from East St. Louis. It's not like St. Louis is bereft of great musical talent. It's ridiculous. 
The song, The St. Louis Blues, W.C. Handy wrote the tune, St. Louis Blues, in 1914, Robin. It's unbelievable that that's that we have people who have to try to figure out which lame song to play in hockey and sports arenas to get the fans involved. I know. I, mean, I, I, I just, love John Denver, but I'm, it makes no sense. And they could have played Nelly. Meet me in St. Louis, doesn't it? Chingy. How can you not play Chingy? <laughs> God, we should we should be talking to them. How about well. another? Here's so a better many, one. How about another one? This is a, a classic song that they should have played. I'll play it right now. And you tell me how this song did not get played Listen at the, at so the St. Louis Blues uh, games. You probably That have. guy's using bad language here. <laughs> tell me, this is the song I would have played last night if I was the DJ in the Enterprise Arena. Another one of the old, and now you know I like to go old school. Let's kick it back to 1965, Sugar Robin. Pie, Honey Bunch? No, this is the great Fontilla Bass from St. Louis. It's with a classic. T- it's called... Rescue me, baby. Now you know this song. Yeah. Fontilla Bass, baby. It's all about that bass. You know what else it's all about, that? Exactly. You remember this song, Robin? better than John Denver's uh, Take Me Home Country Road? Actually, uh, the Sharks should have been playing Rescue Me last yeah, night. Yeah, really. <laughs> Trafford Valley Forest says, I would have played Blue By You by Linda Ronstadt. Is she from St. Louis? I We're trying to find St. Louis I'm related. This, I'm, I'm giving you St. Chingy. But what about... Chingy, wh- Robin. What about St. Louis? Meet me in Sioux. Yeah, that's too old school. Everybody kind of knows this, though. Yeah, but this this would be more fitting right now. Right now, let me let me give you something really, really, really good right now, Robin. All right. Here we go. See, this is bouncing in the, in the arena. Yeah, yeah. I love you, one that. I mean, right there, right there. It's right there, Robin. T H U R R. Right there, right there. Chingy, man. You gonna go John Denver over Chingy? I know it doesn't a make St. any Louis sense. Original? By the way, Chingy will be performing in uh, this uh, Memorial Day weekend. Guess where? In Glendale, Arizona, at the Gila River Gila, uh, basically the arena where the uh, where what do you, the, the hockey team plays out there in Glendale, right? What do they call now the Gila River Center? It has 50 different names. I know, I don't know. I can't keep track of them anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's the Gila River jobbing, Arena. Jobbing. It used to be jobbing. Now, it's, it's, the, now yeah. it's the Gila River or Gila River. Gila, Gila Bend? Gila River? Gila River Arena, which yeah. is a casino out there. Right there. I got some good tickets still left, Robin. Forty-nine fifty each. We could fly out to Arizona and get Section One Sixteen Row R. See how easy it is to find great stuff. The Gila River. I call it Gila, but it's actually Gila River, named after now, the legendary you know Gila monster. I hear I have one Tony that yes. that would kind of make sense for. It's the spirit of St. Louis. It's a little country. In St. Louis. Yeah. Should have done a remix of this, though. 
is the last one out <laughs> door. There's at least a hundred uh. bar rooms <laughs> in St. Louis. This one would be bad. <laughs> Can you imagine the entire stadium singing this? This would be awesome. They wouldn't know the words, Rob. Wait, this is the St. Louis song? What's this song called? Meet the Me in The Spirits of St. Louis. Yeah, they had a lot of spirits in St. Louis. Yeah. It's a it's a drinking song. It's a, com- a song of camaraderie. What better thing for hockey? How about Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw, which would have been appropriate <laughs> last night because they've been waiting since 1970 for this moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care who you are, if you hate country music, if you hate rednecks, if you hate anything about the South. I don't care if you're in a bar and they start playing country music and you're having a couple of pops. And you're having fun. And you're having fun because this yeah. music, it, this music is, some of it's depressing the way it's written, but the up-tempo numbers, as Casey Kasem used to refer to them, they always make everybody bop, right? It's like when you hear a good R&B song in a club with a beat. When you hear, when you hear Biggie, when you hear any of these iconic songs, you, it doesn't matter what your race is, your color, your creed. You just get into it. It's fun stuff. Hold your horses, Tony. Hold your horses. I don't I, have any horses. This is... I had the wrong I horses at the stake of Preakness, unfortunately. The freaking... Per- I have never heard of it. I, I think I've heard of it, but I don't know what it sounds like. But this, the, the name alone, it's called the St. Louis Blues. I know. That's the song that was written in 1914. Yes. So here it is, Tony. Serious? Well, it's the original recording. It's a ragtime song. Let's let me let's hear let's hear it. Doesn't have any words. It's too much travel. We need some bass in that thing. It needs to be re-recorded. Oh, I guess there's no words to it. Okay, screw that. See, Robin, I'm I'm trying to keep it more current. Trying to keep it in this in this century, at least. Well, it says <laughs> that there were le- lyrics, so I figured that there would be lyrics that did it, but I was wrong. This is another, this is another song they should have played last night. And you know, our own Deshaun Jackson, back with the Eagles and working out at the OTAs, he calls himself Jackpot. You know, he uses the term Jackpot. Right, right, right. But Chingy. Chingy? Chingy, right here. It's another great song. Snoop's in this, baby. Remember this, Ron? Oops. Most of us. Holiday Inn. Remember this song? It's Snoop. Yeah. Now, Trevor from the 203 suggested... The <laughs> Nelly P. Diddy and Murphy Lee shake your tail feather. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, St. Louis is a great musical so, city. So many different ones. But your Flyer Superfan has. So here, I let me, I will play this. I'm gonna, you keep turning down my I'm, chingy? I'm ch- this, is, this is the one that Trevor from the 203 suggestion. We also have another suggestion. Suggestion from Are police arriving to arrest us here. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is pretty good. I think that this would be difficult for people to sing along with. This would be this would be a hard sing along song. Now, um, Flyer Superfan said, "Is this even?" And now talk about uh, this is this is an old timer language as well. It is called. They're not even doing this in St. Louis today. Here we are in South Philly. The ghost out the good tunes, man. The ghost of the St. Louis Blues, Emmett Miller, and his Georgia. No, wait, play this first. Wait, I have to finish it. Okay. And his Georgia crackers. There's a lot of crackers. Uh, this is. I'm. Um, um, that's the. Wait. This is. Let me. F- I have this up. This is. Uh, oh, also, good. this was. Is this, is this, on a, this is a recording from 1929. Oh, it sounds so crystal clear to listen yeah. to that HD. The remix. Now, are there. Is this another one that doesn't have any words to it? I don't know, Robin. It's like street jazz. It's good stuff. I get that out. Crank this one up, oh, and then wait, we got to move on. I needed to clean the needle, clean the record, and put no. it there's a lot of scratches going on there. I have albums from the 60s that sound better than this, and they haven't been cleaned in 50 years. All right, crank this one up. Get that out of here now. Put this back up, and All then right. we'll get on to the business now. You know this song. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another St. Louis guy. Nelly, yo. So, Yes. We've determined that there are a lot better songs. I'm a huge John Denver fan. Was they don't taken, even play John Denver in Colorado, was taken, okay? Was taken from us too, too soon. But, but, come on, St. Louis. I was doing this the other day when it was getting hot in here and I had to take all my clothes off. Went outside in the backyard. Played with the fish pond, busted out some Nelly and said, Yeah, how about that? Nelly, global warming, climate change, way ahead of his time. (laughs) Did you know that, did you know that Nelly is more of a climate scientist than Bill Nye the science guy? Tony Bruno taking it back to the early 2000s when hip-hop was bad. If I keep this up, I'm going to have to have a two-drink minimum to watch this show. <laughs> we need to be... All right. Well, since we're not really doing an all-request to... Uh, we are Wednesday. doing an all-request Wednesday. What up, yo? What up? <laughs> anyway, more like a three-drink minimum. AJ Marcus, the only thing missing on this show is strippers. Exactly. Tony, get the music, and I got the bits to make it rain. Exactly right. That's what we do. It's a, it's a party atmosphere here. Party over here, and there's a party over there, and there's a party in St. Louis. Now, so good for the blue. In fact, by the way, Dean has some great knowledge, as he always does, about St. Louis. And I mentioned the Rams... And I mentioned, obviously, the Blues, who haven't been in the Cup Finals since the 70s. But remember, they had the St. Louis Cardinals, the football team. They didn't win a Super Bowl, but Jim Hart had that really cool single-bar single, single uh, bar helmet back in the day. You remember when the quarterbacks yes, used yes, to wear yes. just a just single, single bar? bar? And Jim Hart was one of the great Cardinal quarterbacks when they were the St. Louis football Cardinals. But Dean and, and our buddy A.J. in Cincinnati says, Cardinals have won two World Series— and then Super Bowl 34 by the St. Louis Rams. And you know who the coach was out there? Dick Vermeil Robin. 
before he... No. And the Reds and Bengals have not won a single postseason game in their new stadium at the start of the 21st century. Because AJ's a bitter and broken Cincinnati Red and Cincinnati Bengal fan. And can you blame him? But uh, where's Dean? Dean says, interesting to note here, when the Red Sox beat the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series, that means the last four times a St. Louis team was in the finals, they lost to a Boston team. The Rams lost to the, in the Super Bowl, and the Cardinal lost in baseball, and the Blues lost to them in hockey, and the St. Louis basketball team lost to the Celtics in 1968, the St. Louis Hawks. So not a good thing when Boston meets St. Louis for St. Louis. And I've been to St. Louis, and I love the city. And a lot of people, the first time I went to St. Louis in the 80s, I didn't even realize you can go up in the arch because when you see the St. Yeah, Louis arch... Can, it doesn't look like you should be able to. You can. It's really tight. I mean, it's a little elevator that just pivots up. So you get in the bottom of the arch, right. and then you sit in this little elevator type thing. It's a little... I mean, it's tiny. Uh-huh. And you go up, and it's like on a on an axis. So it like tilts as it goes up. Do you, do you tilt with it? Yeah, it's, it's built on. It's like, a, it's like a Ferris wheel. You know, as it goes up, it tilts. Okay. So it's always, it always stays straight. So you stay straight, but then it kind of like keeps going up. Exactly. And then you go to the top and there's a window, an observation deck up there. And a lot of I people do don't know someday. this. If you go to St. Louis, you go to Bush Gardens, you get some Bush beer. Now, I, I wouldn't do- go all the way to St. Louis to get some Bush beer or some Bush light. It's not you know like saying? in uh, Australia where they have the famous um, you you climb up that bridge in Sydney. You can't actually. There's no elevator. You actually have to. Yeah, no, you climb. can't walk up in the uh, in the yard. Well, there's a stairway, but that's for maintenance people. Right. But there's an elevator. People don't know this about St. Louis. How when long they go does it take yard. to get up there? I don't remember, Robin. It was the '80s. But I was there in the '82 World Series. It was the first time I was in St. Louis. And I had to do the arch when you me, go there. And that's what I do. When Saint I go to Louis. different cities, See, I think when I travel to cities, I got to do the stuff that's important to those cities. How can you go to St. Louis and not go to the arch? I agree. Right? It's like coming to Philly and not going to see the Liberty Bell. It's like you got to go and see the historic, before they're all taken down, by the way. Before all the statues and the, and the Jefferson Memorial in taken D.C. Down. is all erased from history. Enjoy history because that's why it's there. Because it happened before. Whether you like it or not. It's still part of our history. The and Washington Monument, this. I'm sure at some point somebody's going to say, well, that's phallic and that's offensive. And it's What is, a, the St. Louis Arch? No, the Washington Monument. Well, it is. I mean, that's why people, that's why chicks dig the Washington Monument. Well, Come that's on. why it's, 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 uh, it's <laughs> against women, so that's going to have to be taken down, too. <laughs> uh, our buddy, uh, Ken Cage, Repo Man. Air Repo, man, this has been to St. Louis several times. Really nice airport. Some great repos around there. Good times. <laughs> See? It's always about repos for Ken Cage. Hey, you know, when you get that kind of money from every single repo, I, I would be about repos, <laughs> too. Anyway, that's your St. Louis Blues making the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time in 1970. You're not getting that kind of breakdown anywhere. Barry Melrose isn't doing that, my good buddy from back in the day. John Davidson, the new general manager of the New York Knicks, who was introduced today. i got to get him on the show this week. i got to get J.D. on. Even though I'm not a Ranger guy, John Davidson was one of the greatest goalies, one of the greatest hockey analysts, and has been in the, not just, he's not in broadcasting lately, because he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and last week he was named the new general manager. So there's a cool picture, a video of John Davidson today, standing right there in front of Madison Square Garden, Uh right there on 34th Street, 
right there on 7th Avenue. And you know when you walk up and you see the marquee, it says Madison Square Garden. Right. And it says what's coming up tonight. But they had it up there in lights for them on the marquee at Madison Square Garden, Penn Station entrance. Welcome back, J.D. And there he was standing out there looking up and seeing his name in lights. It's awesome. I'm happy for J.D. Great guy, great player. And I think he's going to do a great job for the New York Rangers. Good job. President and GM. J- we used to call him J.D. He would be on with us every single Saturday night on ESPN Radio back in 1992, 93 in that era. And remember, that's when the Rangers got good. They got Mike Keenan, and then they finally won a Stanley Cup. And even I, a Flyer fan, was happy because all the people at ESPN were from New England. They were either from Boston or New York. Very few Philly guys, but a lot of East Coast people worked at ESPN, and they still do. And John Davidson would come on. Obviously, his career as a player was over, but watching the Rangers and talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs with J.D., one of the highlights from back in the day. So congrats, J.D. You know what I'm saying? Now, Sweet Lou says, Exactly, Trevor. How offensive can you get? Tony won't allow anything offensive on the show. Who's being offensive? Did I miss something? Um... I don't see any, because normally people self-police the board, our stream chat, where we keep track of everybody, people comment, we get a lot of information from the people. When I'm wrong, they immediately correct me. It was it's a joke. Like, Trevor, it was a joke, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, Trevor was joking. He's in Connecticut. He has to joke. What's he going to do? Pay attention to Chris Murphy up there? Speaking of jokes. Anyway, enough politics. But we do have some sad news today here in Philadelphia. Jim Kenney, to the surprise of no one, has won his primary against two people. Hardy Williams was the one candidate I thought would get some action. And the other guy, I have no idea who he was. But so Jim Kenney, if he wasn't ridiculed enough around the country for his hideous Sanctuary City dance, which he thought would be a good deal, which he thought somebody taping in his office when he did, we got yes. Sanctuary City, yeah! Remember that stupid video? If he wasn't ridiculed enough and made Philadelphia more of a national embarrassment by posting that video from his office, having one of his slapdick assistants actually take that video and post it, just like Brian Sims, the state representative who's still in hiding, who was harassing people out in front of the Planned Parenthood place, who has yet to address this. Jim Kenney winning the Democratic nomination for re-election is about the biggest lock that you can find anywhere in any sport, And by the way, Jim, congratulations. You just happen to be the latest in line of 60 consecutive years of whoever the mayor happens to be in the city winning re-election. So there's nothing easier than winning a re-election as an incumbent in Philadelphia. Because the people here, they don't pay attention. It's sad. They don't pay attention to what's happening. So God bless him. I don't care if he wins. But I care about him being smug. And so what did he do today? He gets a copy of the Philadelphia Inquirer, the front page, opens mm-hmm. it up, puts it down on a desk, and it says, uh, Kenny in a landslide or something like that. And on that same desk, he has a bottle of Diet Coke standing there, basically saying, screw you, all you people who were ripping me for the soda tax, the sugar tax that is universally despised in the city. Yep. Now, I understand. And, and here's the worst part about the sugar tax is that most people are against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he wins the re-election, at least for the primary, because he still has the general election right. in November, and then he has the audacity 
to rub the soda bottle thing on a piece mm-hmm. of paper, and he writes, good morning, Philadelphia. Yes. That's all he wrote. That's a smug piece of shit right there, ladies and gentlemen. And listen, I know we all hate politicians, and this isn't about Democrats. By the way, there are no Republicans in Philly, so I'm not supporting anybody. But, the, but when you're that smug, where you make it a national sh- sh- a disgrace of yourself with that Sanctuary City video and think that people are going to say, whoa, well, that's the great, whoa, that's awesome, Jim. And then he puts a soda bottle next to the newspaper and says, good morning, Philadelphia. Isn't that a basically an F you yep. to the people of the city who went out there like robots and voted for him again? And the thing that's so strange is that you talk to everybody that supported him. There is not one single person that we've talked to that supported him prior to him winning the original election that still supports him now. I mean, not he, obviously, one single one. But the bottom line is this: not many people voted yet. There were more people standing outside the polling places than voting, so he was going to win. The other candidates had no chance. In fact, the other candidates couldn't wait to concede because they knew it was over. I mean, the polls were closed and they were already conceding. So it's it's a fait accompli. It's no great accomplishment to win re-election in the city, because it's been happening right. since 1954. The last time somebody didn't win re-election in this town was 19. 19- the, the year I was born, 67 years ago. So to go pumping your chest because you want another give me election, is this a joke? Well, it's a joke. The uh, the corruption in this city is just well, it's every big city. I know, but it's just it's horrible to see. It's just really it's not it's even so just slimy. corruption, right? It's not even just corruption. It's the not representing all of the people in the city. Mm-hmm. It's not because we went, you know, I, here in South Philadelphia where Jim Kenney was a big deal. Yep. Everybody loved him. He was a city councilman. He was mm-hmm. elected mayor. And then he they pretty much abandoned this yep. part of the city because he thought, you know, he already had them in the bank. Yep. It's basically, I know they're going to vote for me no matter what. I could blow up the city worse than Wilson Good did. And they would still vote for me. Yeah. Yet I, I had the sentiment that, and I don't know what the breakdowns, I don't follow all the after polling. You know, he won. I'm not saying he shouldn't have won. I'm, well, I'm, I don't think he should have won, but <laughs> I didn't think he had a chance to lose. Is my Fly, you're super fan. I heard Kenny's victory song was Pour Some Sugar On Me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. No, if you pour some sugar on you, you, you would have to pay him uh, another 72. Because in, in many of the supermarkets, the actual tax on the soda is more, is more yep. than the actual soda. And a lot of people hate it. And guess, guess who that affects? That affects poor people. I know you're trying to get There's them. There's grocery to, stores that have gone out of business exactly. because He's of it. He's put stores out of business. And oh, by the way, the, the sugar tax in the city has not done what he thought. Does it providing some funds for K through 12, uh, pre-kindergarten, which is what it was all about? It's fallen short. Because a lot of people stopped buying coffee, yep. uh, soda in the city, and they would just go right across a, a street mm-hmm. because this city is surrounded by sub- suburbs where one side of the city is the city, one side of the street is the city, right across the street is a suburb, Montgomery County, Delaware County, surrounding this entire area. Go across the bridge. People would, people would drive to Delaware to avoid buying soda. And who did that hurt? It hurt the people who the people who who, who distribute sodas mm-hmm. and again I'm not a soda drinker so I'm not, I'm not addicted to soda I rarely if ever drink a soda so this isn't about me this is about the people that are hurt because people will still drink soda they'll go find somewhere else to drink it meanwhile we got people on the streets with you know we are the leading opioid death city in America does he mention that no nope. people are dying on the streets 
with opioid epidemics, and this guy is worried about a soda tax and bragging about it by putting a soda bottle on his official Twitter feed this morning. That's an insult to me. It it's is. not an insult to me because I already knew he was a stooge. This is an insult to the to people everybody. who actually went out and voted. It's like a slap in the face of the people who voted to reelect him. Yep. And, and, and you're going you're gonna to tell me, by the way, Billy Ciangolini is supposedly the Republican challenger. I've never seen him. He's I a don't, South Philly guy. I don't know him, but he's a Democrat. The only reason Billy Ciangolini, Billy for Philly, is running as a Republican to oppose Jim Kenney in November is because he was a Democrat and saw that there was no Republicans, yeah. so he basically switched parties to run against him. But he's basically a, good, a Democrat. Good job out of him. And again, I don't care. Uh, I, you know, I don't know this guy, Billy Ciangolini. He's Italian, so you think I'm going to vote for him just because he's Italian? Nope. That's not how I roll. I don't vote for people because of the race, because of their religion, because of their, their ethnicity. I vote for somebody that I think is a good candidate. I don't know if this guy's got a shot, but he's the guy that was actually, he wasn't even endorsed by the alleged Republican Party, whatever that is in this city. I think they're hiding with, I, I think Brian Sims is hiding in the Republican Party headquarters because nobody even knows it exists. <laughs> That's like, the safest place for a guy to be in Philly who's a Republican. Yes. Hiding in the Republican uh, Republican Party's headquarters. Like uh, ain't nobody know where that I is. I like this. Uh, Burton Gus says, TB for mayor, start the outrage, <laughs> the party. outrage party. Third party <laughs> outrage party. I like it. I believe I've just gotten my first endorsement from former President Barack Obama. It's an outrage. Thank you, sir. <laughs> the outrage party, baby. As long as we get chingy, as long as we get, you know... Some great R&B, some hip-hop. Maybe we can get, you know, get, I can get to support me. Who's that? Tony, this is... I know, it's time to say goodbye. It's like a time to say goodbye. It's, it's gone on a little bit longer. I was trying to, trying to get to it sooner, but you were going on a good rant, so I didn't stop you. But this is time to say goodbye to our Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope washers. You're getting emotional now. I know this is always an emotional moment when we do this. And I, I don't understand why there are still people on there who are just not getting how easy it is to make the switch to Twitch. Exactly. You're not going to be banned from Twitch unless you do something really, really stupid. You're not going to be banned from our stream chat no. on Twitch TV. Um, and the Twitch, it's free to join. It's free to follow. You get free notifications. The apps are free. There's, And you can be part of the conversation. Exactly. For the full three hours, you have access to archives if you subscribe through your free Prime, Prime account from Amazon Prime. It's so simple. Anybody should do it. Exactly. So make the switch to Twitch and... We are waving now goodbye to all of our other fans and see you on the see you on the Twitch side. Even a caveman can do it. And of course the cavemen all went for for Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney yesterday. He got the caveman vote hundred percent. And somebody asked me this morning, how many dead people voted for Jim Kenney? And you know what the answer is, Robin? All of them. All of them. All of them. All That's of, all of the dead people. <laughs> By the way, our buddy Don in Las Vegas says, TB, move on, or I'm starting a bit boycott. Uh-oh. I'm going to move on now. And there's no soda tax or anything here. You don't pay taxes? Nope. No destination charges? We had a couple of people, speaking of soda taxes, uh, not that we will charge them, but we did have a couple of people asking about a Memorial Day. <laughs> we were mentioning it yesterday yes. that we want to do like a Memorial Day open house. Jim Kenny will probably have me arrested now. I'll probably send the, his goons down now, are we to serious? shut me down. Are we serious about this? Will we do a Memorial barbecue here and have people come down if well, they want to? Well, we can't have the Cespedes Family Barbecue group because the Cespedes Family Barbecue 
uh, which is a popular Twitter feed about uh, Eunice Cespedes with the New York Mets. He not only is going to miss this season, who knows if he's going to play again. The guy was recovering from bad heel surgery, and then he breaks a, a, an ankle in multiple places. Ew. So it can't be a Cespedes family barbecue here on Monday, Memorial Day. But we will do a show. Most people will be mailing it in. Most people will be mailing it in starting today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because a four-day weekend, three-day weekend, long gone, yeah. not enough. Psh. Now you better give me at least four. How, How many? many days? Minimum? <laughs> Now, if you if you want to join us here on Monday, Memorial Day, for an impromptu B Y O B M S, that's B Y O uh, booze, meats, and and cheeses. And <laughs> Bring us your finest meats and cheeses. Booze, meats, and sodas or sides. B Y B M S. Just contact us through. <laughs> email. So contact me, Miss Robin Austin at gmail.com. M I S S R O B I N A U S T I N dot com. Beautiful. I mean, gmail.com. And by the way, uh, D Conrad LV says, TB, it's David from Las Vegas, not Don. He's in the White House. Oh, Don the Con, that guy. I heard of him. Did they impeach him yet? Bob from Valley Forge. I mail it in every weekday morning at 801 when I walk through the office door. And for that, we got to give you a roaring round of applause. You are part of why we have the hashtag today. You know what the big hashtag is, Robin? What is the hashtag? Cancel today? my debt. That's what Robin said last week, and they said, screw you. Yeah, they did. Cancel my debt now is the trending Twitter topic. You know why? Because now the great philanthropist yes. at Moorhead University. Unbelievable. Everybody has seen this story by now. The guy's a billionaire, made a great life yep. for himself in the... Uh, in the financial world, and he was the keynote speaker at Moorhead College, Moorhead State, down in Atlanta. And he announced to all the students at the commencement last Friday that he was going to pay their entire tuitions for the entire graduating class of 2019. His name is Robert Smith. Exactly. That's his real name, too. That sounds like an alias you would go. When you go to a no-tell motel, you check in as Robert Smith, not the former great Ohio State running back who played in the National Football League. Now, but Robert they, Smith, what a, what an amazing story that was. Unbelievable story. Um, did I say Moorhead? It's Moorhouse. Moorhead State is where I tried to get in, but uh, they didn't give yeah, me Moorhead. Moorhouse College. Moorhouse College in Atlanta. Moorhead State, a lot of NFL players went to Moorhead State, but this is Moorhouse College I really wish that in Atlanta. Uh, somebody from Drexel would do the same thing because that would really help out my family right now. <laughs> and Robert Smith, by the way, not the lead singer of The Cure, it's a pretty common name, he's, Robert Smith. Right. He's an entrepreneur and founder of the investment firm Vista Equity Partners. Exactly. Um, and it's Morehouse, as many people know, is an all-male, historically black college Absolutely. located in Atlanta. And he said that on behalf of his eight generations of his family that have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus. This is my class, 2019, and my family is making a grant to eliminate each and every student's debt. That's awesome. And there's so many billionaires, and everybody's crying about, you know, I want my fair share, and I want this for free, and I want my tuition paid, I want my car loan paid. And so, anyway, I get back. Cancel my debt is the hashtag today. And it's all predicated on the people want shit for free socialism bandwagon that's building in this country. And most people can't afford, like, if you're already struggling, you can't afford to have... 
give out more in taxes and things like that to pay for this. But but these kind of people can, and this is wonderful. So Medlock said that when he was in school, he had about $80,000 in school loans between him and his mother. And so he had already... He he pledged to pay it forward way back when when he started becoming successful. That's awesome. Successful. That's and what super rich and a lot of super rich people do this, by the way. But a lot of super rich people don't do any of this. Do you know how much approximately paying off everybody's forty loan? million dollars? Yeah, forty million. You think I just fell off the Moore House? By the way, in case you missed it, Bill Clinton graduated come loudly from Moorhead State, not that Moore House. You got it, Robin. Did you get that one? Super was it Flyer Superfan says I had Tom Wolf at my York College graduation back in two thousand three and all he gave us was a boredom. Gave us boredom. Yes. I think he gave you like a weekend free pass to the Harley Davidson factory up there in York. Or I think he was throwing out peppermint patties to the crowd after the end. He said, Here's a peppermint patty, it's not on the sugar tax, but by the way, we're gonna raise your taxes some more and you're gonna be happy about it, you stupid suckers. My future son in law is from York. PA. Yes. The great Yash Friedman. Yes. Anyway, my keynote speaker, Trevor, says, made, made me uh, go to the flask at Muskegon University in 2016. People are a little bitter out there. But anyway, cancel my debt. Who doesn't want anybody's See, debt is, canceled? And this is, I think that this is way better than giving, donating money to the university. Yeah, because, because the university just spends the universities it on, are the ones yeah. who are screwing you by raising exactly. the tuition because they know the government's so stop, providing the loan money. If, if you are a an alum and you want to donate money, don't give it to the university. Give it to the students. That's right. These universities have these massive, massive amounts of money yes. socked away. They're not giving it to kids who take these dumb majors and then can't afford to pay for no, it and then don't get a job. And what they're doing is they're making the, the campuses more attractive by putting in, like, coffee houses and oh, yeah. climbing walls and all, you know, fancy schmancy shit and then raising tuitions even more just to appeal to the stupid generation that doesn't know what they're doing yet and they want to be able to party. Don't do that. Give it to the students who are graduating. Exactly. I think that's... That's really a way to pay to help these Absolutely. people who are stuck with debt. I think it's fantastic. Debt. But the thing about the government pay, the government's the one that's that took over the loans of all these college tuitions. There's no more private banks doing it. The government said, "Oh, we're going to do it because we can run everything right." And then all these kids, and then they can't even declare bankruptcy and have it wiped away. Yep. You can you have you cannot wipe away college debt. Is that not ridiculous? It is to me. That's the most. No, I don't think everybody should get a free ride. No, but, but if there you, should be ways to fix it. Right. If you have graduated from college and you are unable to get a job because your degree is worthless, or you, there's not enough jobs in there, and they they told you, yeah, sure, go ahead, get a get a uh, whatever degree. Sure, you'll be able to get a job, no problem. And you can't, and then that should be the university's fault. Exactly. Again, I don't want to make the show. This isn't a political show. This, these are not political issues. This is just common sense. And so when I see a hashtag, I look into it, cancel my debt, and I understand it. But nobody's going to cancel your debt. Maybe the, gov- maybe the government can just say, screw it. Let's everybody now who has a college bill to pay right. is going to be re- re- relieved of that debt. I would be so happy. I don't know how much that would cost. But that's the next politician that does that, they're going to get a lot of votes. 
Well, I know. No, I don't know if they can. I, I don't know. Bernie I don't know Sanders if the president is, can sign an executive. Bernie Sanders wants everything for free. I know, but that's one of the things that he wants for free, or he wants student debt to be wiped out. That's one of the reasons why students love him so much. Because they believe all the nonsense. Uh, yeah. Bernie Sanders has never signed a paycheck in his life. Listen, I'm not. I'm not promote. I don't promote any political party or any candidate. But this free shit stuff doesn't work. The government's not going to pay. The government's not going to fix all your problems. The government is going to cause more of your problems. The fact that they took over the, the student loan racket shows you that they're incompetent. And so what happens when there's a student loan and the government now has the money and you have to pay them back? The colleges just figure, hey, it's government money. Let's just keep raising the tuitions. That's exactly what happened. Yep. The tuitions have skyrocketed once the government decided mm-hmm. that they were going to make the loans to the kids. So it's like, you know, it's good enough for government work. Yeah. You always think, well, the government will pay for it. Why do I care? Mm-hmm. And so these banks got out of the business. They were basically forced out of the loan well, business. And then what's even worse now is that if your child takes out a loan and something, God forbid, happens to your child, they pass away they're un- or, or they become de- uh, debilitated where they can't, they can't work anymore or they're in a You're hospital. on the hook for the bill. You, you yeah. as a parent are now on the hook forever. Exactly. It's... Absolutely crazy. Final thing and a great comment. People say I still have thirteen thousand dollars left to pay off. Da, uh, it's uh, it's I keep calling one point five trillion dollars is this national student debt. Put it I mean, on the credit card. Sh- do what a lot of people do. Put it on the credit card and never pay it off. But you know what? Well, the government puts it on the credit card and never pays it off. $1.5 trillion is still less than the what what people are proposing for other stuff. If if we if the United States wiped out student debt, just debt that, even though it's an astronomical amount, it would help out the overall uh, way of life here in the U.S. more than anything else. Exactly. And again, I don't want to get into endowments. We know college is expensive. Luckily, when my kids went to college, it was more reasonable and they didn't have debt because I was making a good living and I helped them pay their tuitions. You know, a lot of people aren't, can't afford that. Right. I couldn't do it now. I could never. If I had no. kids in college now, there's no way I could afford their tuition. Unfortunately, my kids are not benefiting. Exactly. Um, a. Rebel says that I'm incorrect that they actually removed that clause. Um, if so they child, don't co-sign? Yeah. If your ch- well, you still have to co-sign, but if your child passes away, okay. you are now no longer right. um, on the hook for your student's debt. So that, that at least is something. And the final thought on Bernie Sanders. Bernie would be that guy at the kegger that didn't pay for the keg. It's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> I get it, Bernie. Maybe you know who was popular a few years ago doing the same thing? Ron Paul. Remember? Yep. Rand Paul's dad. Right, he was right. a popular older guy who had all these glorious ideas. And now Bernie's that guy now, like five years ago, Bernie was a creep. Now, all of a sudden, he's a genius because he wants everything for free. But again, who is vote the guy? for whoever the hell you want. Who I don't was care. the guy? I think it was back in the Clinton days when he was running, the, the millionaire that talked funny. Oh, that was uh, the, the, the Texas guy. Yeah. Who was that again? That was, uh, what the heck's his name? I'm somebody and I'm, uh, he sounded like a chicken farmer guy. Yeah. Ross Perot. Ross Perot, damn Thank it. Thank you. Thank Ross you. Ross Perot. Ross was, a, remember, he was really popular. Yeah. Because, A, he was goofy sounding, but he had all these... Amazing I'm idea. Ross I'm Ross. I'm Ross. I'm the boss. I'm, I'm saying I'm doing my New York. Yeah. I'm Ross and I'm the boss. Something like that. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Is he Is dead? This, I don't know. Should run again. 
They could have run one last comment on the local. They could have run Dr. Kermit Gosnell in Philadelphia, and he would have won the mayor's job. You know who Dr. He's Kermit Gosnell is? He's still alive. Ross Perot's still alive. Is 88, he really? 88 years 88, old. 88, baby. Bernie was great in Back to the, to the Future, though. No doubt about that. But they could have run Dr. Kermit Gosnell, Robin, as the candidate for mayor in Philadelphia, and he would have won the election. Yep. For those who don't know, Dr. Kermit Gosnell is in prison for being basically the biggest butcher in Philadelphia history who was a legitimate doctor trying to serve the minority community, but then he also went too far and started basically dissecting babies and killing them and storing them in his, in his damn business. Mm-hmm. He's in prison. He would get elected in this city. You know who else would get elected? Gary Heidnick. If he ran oh, for office, bad. is he dead? you got to look up Gary Heidnick, another nutcase mass murderer in this town. Ira Einhorn could run for mayor in this city and win. Gary Heinick, he died in 1999. Uh, he'd still win. If they put his name up there, people would vote for him. They'd recognize the name and say, oh, I remember that guy. I'm voting for him. There's your election recap. That's enough. That's enough. All right, let's get back down to the business, Ron. We do have some business. Uh, speaking of big, big, big money, did you see the comment <laughs> big, that, big that that Ice-T made? No, what did Ice-T say? So Ice-T made a comment about about Amazon, which is actually kind of funny. <laughs> what did he say? So he, he Are we going to get in trouble since Amazon uh, owns Twitch TV? No, I don't okay. think so. This okay. is a, this was an this was an open message to Amazon from, from Ice-T. Ice-T. Was he on, on the Twitter? set of NCIS or whatever one of those shows? Which one of those shows is he on? So one of those CSI, uh, NCIS, one of those BSIC, BMOC. Um, he said, "Message to Amazon: Now that you've had, you have regular people making your home deliveries. Maybe you should wear a vest with Amazon delivery on it. I almost shot a MF creeping up to my crib <laughs> last night. Just saying. No, I agree. I totally agree. Now, luckily here." Most of our Amazon stuff comes, there's, there's, a, there's a white van, right. and it's the same person, right. so we know the Amazon. But they're wearing regular clothing. But the mailman delivers Amazon, Yeah. and, and we have a great, our, our mailman retired last year, but the and now we have a mail have a woman. uniform. Yeah, the bail people, but the I postal workers. But I guess now workers. they have regular people. You can have, you can, you can like be a, sort of like, like an, an Uber, Uber driver yeah. with regular car, regular clothing, coming up to somebody's house. You know, he's got a point. They no, should, I, I they totally should agree. Identified well, I somehow. mean, Amazon's got gazillions of dollars. They can't get yellow vests to people that say Amazon on it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. You have a female male? I have a, I have a female mailman. What do we, no, they're called letter carriers. We, we got away from male men and male women. They're letter, letter carriers. carriers. Exactly. Ice-T, by the way, is on Law & Order SUV, which I think is a 1989 model SUV. No, it's SVU. I don't watch any of those shows. That's you watch special any victims. I know what it is. FYI, I know what it is. It's ridiculous. Anyway, he's right about that though, because people all have these uh, ring doorbell things now. Yeah. Not oh, all, yeah, yeah, but yeah. a lot of people, and they see people coming up. They don't know who they are. And also, there are times, you know, when when we've gotten deliveries after nine p.m. Yes. If you have somebody coming up to your door and there's no identification on them, you don't realize what. And you know, maybe you live in a little slightly sketchy neighborhood. Or if you're iced tea and you know you're famous and suddenly you have some stranger coming up to your door, um, yeah, you'd be a little concerned. Absolutely, who wouldn't be? By put the way, big, uh, Trevor put a big from the orange three. vest on says not Amazon. a yellow vest. You have to go to Paris for yeah. that and, and protest says, for the 800th consecutive weekend. Amazon, don't shoot me. Uh, Trevor says, uh, "Is the new male lady a hottie, Tony? Eh, she's all right. 
I mean, you know. She's, she's cute. She's cute. She's but, really nice. But you know who's really hot in a, in a dirty kind of way is our UPS lady. Or she a FedEx lady? That she's blonde? UPS. The UPS blonde. But she's a she's a brown. No, she's a blonde. She's a brown. She's I know she works brown. for Brown. What yeah. can Brown do for you? Anyway, she you know, and she's perky. She's got an attitude. She's you know, she does. She works her ass. This woman is, is incredible because she, she can't pull our truck up the street because it's a smaller street, and she's got the big she ass. She could brown. probably bench lift. Oh. Ugh. But she's, <laughs> she's just she amazing. pulls up and then she gets out her hand cart. Now guys would be complaining because you know like oh. That's over my weight limit. It, it, that thing, so, it feels like it's more than 50 pounds. I'm not delivering that. And I understand work rules and work regulations. This woman gets boxes and piles we them have, up, stacks them all the way up. We have a neighbor. Robert, can I finish my thought? We're talking yes. about interrupting. This is, this is about her. Can I, can I finish at least the part where I'm saying that she puts the boxes all the way up higher than the damn push cart? Go ahead. Before you can now move on to the next sentence? How does it feel? I don't do that to you all the time. I only do that most of the time. Today you're doing it all the time, damn it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Are you done? Yes. Okay. She wears the brown shorts, though, yes. Yes, she does. Um, <laughs> one of our neighbors purchased, I've never heard of them, but it's like some kind of a magnetic mattress. So magnetic a, mattress? Yeah, it's a mattress that has really heavy-duty magnets in it. It's supposed to help with your pain. It's already built into the mattress? It's they just put those into, mats on top of the mattress. No, somehow or another, it's built into the mattress, but they're they're heavy, heavy-duty weights. <laughs> and so they arrived in like 200-pound, I don't know exactly how much it was, but it, they were really heavy boxes. There were 10 of them. She schlucked those, those 10 boxes that must have weighed at least 100 pounds each. No, she's incredible. She's amazing. Whatever she's getting paid is not enough. No, it wasn't a weighted blanket. It was a weighted mattress. It's Dude, some I didn't kind know special, they made weighted mattresses. But it was a magnetic, I, magnetic mattress. Magne- that's yeah. stupid. Now, I know a lot of people have put bodies in mattresses and have delivered those, but they usually dump them in the, uh, yeah, yeah, down yeah, in yeah. the Delaware River near the, the, US, the, the USS United States. They just go right there and dump it in the water. Now, speaking Bad. of dumping bodies, Tony, yes. we have an update on an update. An update on an update? Yes, we have an How update on an update. Let's go to the update desk. Now, is this a national or no, is this, this a Florida? No, this is uh, United States. Okay, so we'll keep it regional. We'll keep it, keeping it, keeping it real, keeping it regional. What zip code? I'm doing like they do in the post Washington office when you have a box State. and you put in the zip code to see how much it weighs and how much it's going to cost you to send it there. <laughs> Parcel post. <laughs> Um, the the update to the update. Remember uh, a couple shows back, we were talking about the um, Washington State had on it where they they might start allowing human composting. Yes, yes, that's a bit. It's actually happening. It right? is. It is. The bill is actually happening. That uh, if you have a loved one that passes away in Washington State, mm-hmm. that they can choose. You can choose to have your loved one. Composted. Correct. And um, they could still vote, though. That's the good thing. Even when they're composted, they still retain the right to vote in Washington State. So here you have it. The the, the company is called Recompose. Recompose. And right here you see the the founder and CEO Katrina Spade, but she is hoping that composting is an alternative, a true alternative to burying or cremating human remains mm-hmm. and um, that it is going to be a better alternative for the environment. Beautiful. Because there's a lot of nutrients in our bodies. Of course. So we can help things grow. From, from life comes So instead life. of dumping it in the ocean, 
uh, or you know, you can do whatever you want. It's with your natural drug organic reduction. I prefer a nice uh, balsamic reduction. Please. But Thanks. if you think about it, it's the same idea. Uh, if you if you uh, do composting, mm-hmm. you know, you have like all the slop stuff, and you put it in a big composting bin, and then you spread it out in your garden, yeah. and everything grows. See, better. I, I wouldn't do that with a loved one. I mean, I I, got, I have. That's why I have miracle grow for my tomato plants. <laughs> I don't need to have an Aunt Ethel in my backyard to make my tomatoes grow. I'll just go get some horse poop or cow poop like we used to do. Remember back in the day? Yeah, yeah. You just get poop and you put it in there. You're not going to put your, a relative in your damn garden. But what if you plant a beautiful tree over it and then this gorgeous tree flowers? How do you know? Is it? How do you know it's going? What happens if the tree doesn't grow? Then you're going to curse out your dead relative? Yeah, that's their fault. What happens fault, if then? the compost isn't good enough? What happens if the nutrients aren't enough and the tree doesn't grow? I don't have That's going to be even more frustrating to the person that went through the process of paying for their family member to be composted. Mm -hmm. Do they put it in a bag that's broken when you go to Home Depot and then they charge less for it when it has a little crack in it? You know, when we go to Home Depot, you're looking for mulch. Do they have any other? You're looking for soil. Where do they put it in there? Well, whatever they do, it is now legal in Washington, so there you go. Everything's legal in Washington. By the way, I got to get to the baseball, Robin. Yes. Because this is, I'm outraged today about baseball. I love the sport. I love baseball. But let me do a baseball update now. Because I got to rip the Chicago Cubs. I've been promising this. Should have done it the other day. But I'm really going to rip the Cubs today. And I'm going to rip the frauds that run. Theo Epstein, the general manager of the Cubs. You're a fraud, sir. And you know me. I don't take sides. I have nothing against the Cubs or the players. I just call out things that are absolutely wrong when you look at it from a rational perspective, not a political perspective, only on what is this fair or not fair. And in no way, shape, or form would I ever, ever endorse anyone who has done something that is racist or would show that there are white supremacists, a Nazi, or anybody else who does something that is proven to be that. But we had the situation last week. Actually, it was on. it was the baseball game on May... Second, mm-hmm. the Cubs were playing the Miami right. Marlins at Wrigley Field, and uh, Doug Glanville, former Penn, who went to the University of Pennsylvania, former major league player, he played for the Cubs, he played for the Phillies, good player, and now he's working at ESPN as an analyst. He's sitting on the sides there in the dugout, right? You know where they put the camera shot, and so right behind him, there's a fan wearing a Cubs shirt, mm-hmm. and what you don't see in the actual video is that the guy was just throwing, like, he threw peace signs down. He was throwing all kinds of stupid things because when right. people know they're on television, they, like last night I'm watching try to a game, get attention. and the guy on camera is, like, holding up dollar bills. Remember I showed you that? I'm saying, yep. this guy's pulling out dollar bills, and it was on one of the, it wasn't right behind home plate. It was the second shot when they, when they go to the second camera. Everybody knows where the cameras are when you're in the stands. Like, behind home plate, you know you're going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. You're off to the right when they're, when they're taking a shot from the mound. There's people, and they get up, and they wave and do stupid things. So the guy that puts down the circle sign, we talked about this last week. The guy does this underhanded circle, the OK sign, which we talked about as growing up in the city. It used to be the circle game. You put it down to your crotch, you put it down, and your friends would look at you, and then it was like, oh, I caught you, psych, and then punched them in the arm. We Not just... beat them up and to a bloody pulp and then curb stomped them. It was just a stupid game we played as kids, the circle game. You put it down, you look, oh, caught you, right, and you punch somebody. This douchebag at the uh, 
Cubs game, you don't see his face. You just see his big gut, and he puts his finger. And so it's right behind Doug Glanville and is caught on the ESPN cameras. The Cubs, without any investigation whatsoever, this is the part because this is the update on the story. They didn't. They admitted. They admitted that their immediate reaction was to get that fan's name. They had local TV reporters on Twitter saying that this person needs to be identified and his life needs to be destroyed. And remember, I criticized that female Mm -hmm. anchor at the Fox station in Chicago and said, what the hell are you talking about? This person needs to be identified and his life needs to be destroyed? Now, if he's a white supremacist and a Nazi, I'd say, yeah, maybe, you know, let's identify him and then arrest him if he's committed any crimes. So people jumped on the situation, and the Cubs, just like Comcast here did in Philadelphia with the Kate Smith statue, just like the New York Yankees did when the same clown who called the Yankees about Kate Smith being played at Yankee Stadium in the seventh inning instead of take me out to the ball game, they would play God Bless America. One person says something, therefore he must immediately be destroyed. The Kate Smith statue here, another example of somebody complains, they got There's no investigation. Nothing else, else matters. It's one side of the story. Boom, done deal. So they did that here in Philly with the Kate Smith statue, and the Flyers capitulated. Comcast, not really the Flyers. I don't, I don't believe Paul Holmgren is the guy who wrote this statement saying we're not going to tolerate this crap. It was a corporate thing. It was Comcast worried about one activist giving them crap and hurting their businesses with boycotts and protests. So now the Cubs... The Chicago Cubs and their general manager, Theo Epstein, issued this ridiculous statement saying that he was, he was trembling when he saw that. When he saw that guy put that circle down behind Doug Glanville, it sent shivers up his spine. Ugh. He was trembling. He couldn't, he couldn't even go outside and get a dog out in Wrigleyville. And immediately, without any investigation, they didn't even talk to the guy. And they'd said, you're banned from our ballpark for life. And a week goes by, and people are still trying to find out what happened. And you know what the Cubs say? We really didn't really need to look into it. We made our decision. Case closed. Even if you want to buy that as acceptable, how about this? So during this series, which is going on between the Phillies and Cubs right now at Wrigley Field, one of their players, Kyle Kluber, was seen standing in front of the Cubs' dugout, looking down at his teammates, and guess what he flashed? He flashed the same exact sign on the same field at Wrigley Field in Chicago that got some scumbag fan banned for life. Is there any outrage in Chicago today? Anybody saying, hey, what's going on, Cubs? You got a white supremacist on your team. In fact, last night when the Cubs won the ball game against the Phillies, I posted that picture and said, congrats, Cubs, hashtag white power. And I just put that picture in there. And anybody who understood got it because I'm not promoting white power. The Cubs, anybody going crazy about them? Anybody calling for, for this player to be thrown off the team as a white supremacist, banning him from not just Wrigley Field, banning him from Major League Baseball for the rest of his life? Because if you're going to use that rule, of not investigating something because a fan did it. And then Doug Glanville, who I like, writes an op-ed about racism based on a dumb sign that was put behind him. And you have players on the very same team making the same sign, and nobody says anything. 
is absolute hypocrisy. And if the Cubs aren't held accountable for this, and again, I don't care if that fan comes back. I'm not, I'm not sticking up for a dumb fan. But what the fan did is no worse than what one of the players on the team did or what other prominent people have done time and time again. That's how screwed up this country has become. We are now overreaching and looking for something to outrage us every day. We are now looking to see whether somebody's throwing a, you know, I, I jokingly would throw gang signs when I would take pictures. And people would know yeah. I was joking. And I would do it a lot. And people, oh, look, look at the gang. Oh, what gang are you in? But anybody who knows me knows it was a joke. It was finger motions. But this situation with the Cubs is absolute proof. And I don't understand why none of the journalists in Chicago are asking Theo Epstein, the general manager of the Cubs, hey, what about your player? Your player was caught on national TV. Putting the same, and I have a picture. So, Robin, you posted the picture, right? You have it up right now yep. on the screen. On one side, you'll see the fan. And here's the best part of that picture with the fan. Many publications and on-air TVs, they, they have blurred it out. They have blurred that sign. They blurred that hand signal out so that people don't see it. Can you imagine that? That that has to be blurred out because now all of a sudden it's a symbol of racism and white supremacy? Are you crazy? Are you serious, Cubs? Are you really that serious and that stupid? Your sport is, high, is, is, is in trouble right now. And I'll give you more reasons why Major League Baseball is in serious trouble. That's one of the reasons. Nobody will care because they're not going to do anything to one of the players. And I'm joking about having the guy thrown out. I don't want players destroyed because they do a dumb hand signal. To their own teammates. No. I wonder if, I'm hoping that Theo Epstein saw this. I don't know how he couldn't have. It was on national TV. People have still shots of it. I have a still shot of it right there. There it is. Is he doing the same signal that the fan's doing? AJ Marcus put up the little um, emoji of doing that. It's the okay sign. Now, if you do it upwards, I guess it's okay. If you do it underneath, I guess that means you're a white supremacist. Seriously? Like, there pre- I, there's pictures of President Obama. There's President, I mean, every celebrity has done this. Not just the OK sign, which is the upward yeah. circle. But, you know, like, what if, what, if, what if you're just like, instead of somebody being in front of you, you're, you're like flat going, hey, OK, so it's off to the side. All of a sudden, it, here, it's OK, but here, like, at what angle does it suddenly become racist? <laughs> You know? It becomes racist when somebody says it's racist. Exactly. Without any investigation. Well, I'm telling you, this woman, she blocked me because I didn't call her names. I said, are you, when the woman in Chicago, the TV reporter, at the day after this happened and it became a big story with the fan being banned for life with no investigation. In fact, I'm telling you, people have been investigating it on why the Cubs have not issued a statement after the initial statement that this fan is going to be banned for life. He's never allowed in Wrigley Field again. And then when they, somebody asked him, one reporter actually asked the Cubs, what's the latest on this, the investigation? Did you talk to the fan? Did you do, look into it deeper? No, we don't have nope. to. We don't have to. Done deal. Done deal. We don't care about the other side. We only care about what we feel. And because that symbol was thrown on national TV on ESPN, the entire country was going to become engulfed in riots and, and pitchforks and tiki torches marching on Wrigley Field to get this person taken out of the country. It's ridiculous. 
And if the Cubs don't respond to this, they are cowards. And Theo Epstein should resign. When you're going to come out and issue a statement and go on camera and say, I I was shaken by this. I was trembling when I saw this. Are you freaking kidding me, Theo? Are you that full of shit to think people will buy that because you're part of a corporation that's trying to save your ass? That's the problem that I have. Be fair. I'm I'm about equality for all, not just for some. And we live in a time now where people are looking for you to do one thing so that they condemn you without any kind of proof otherwise. The Kate Smith statue overreaction. You know, now you got candidates calling for removals of the Thomas Jefferson. This is crazy. That's why it's history, because it happened in the past. We don't have time machines to go back and fix stuff. In fact, every movie I've ever seen about going on a time machine and going back and fixing something, you know what happens when you go back and fix it. Everything's screwed up even worse. It's a butterfly effect. Right? Yep. So the circle thing is a joke. And Theo Epstein, he should be in a compost heap right now. I know he's been a great, he's done a great job. He was the Red Sox. I know he's a boy wonder. He was. I don't care about him as a great manager. He's done a great job. This isn't about him personally. This isn't about his career. This is about knee-jerk, slap-dick reactions. And the city of Chicago should be ashamed of what the Cubs organization has done with this story. They have turned something that is absolutely nothing into a big deal when it shouldn't be. That's all I'm saying. That is absolutely ridiculous. And if you condone this kind of stuff and you think this is good, then you are the problem with this country. Then you are part of the problem when you're one of the overreactive jerks who looks at one word or one comment from anybody. I don't care about political parties. If you don't do research when you're ready to condemn somebody and destroy their lives forever, then your life should be destroyed. I'm not an eye for an eye guy, but I'll tell you what. You do that kind of crap, you should face the consequences. It's like it's like doxing somebody because you disagree with them. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to destroy their lives because you don't happen to agree with that person. That's bad. That's wrong. That's what that's what that's what makes America the great republic that it is. You have the freedom to do things. But now if you have the freedom to do something that you, you don't find offensive, somebody will find a way to make it offensive. And then it's all about uh, the gang mentality. That's what social media is about. It's all about debating things without any context, without any facts. It's just about throwing shit out there that everybody will buy, and you hope that they're buying your side of the story if you have a narrative. Yep. And there are people with narratives on both sides of the political spectrum who go on Twitter every day and spread bullshit and lies because they work. They either have blogs to promote they're looking for clickbait to their stories about extreme right-wing stuff, extreme left-wing stuff, and people sit on there every day and buy it as fact. The only place I get my political facts now is late-night comedy because that's where all the people go to cry at night. about. Com- There's no comedy anymore in late-night comedy. I get my comedy from the news. I get my political perspectives from late-night comics. And people get their comedy from here. <laughs> They get it all. We give it all. It's just a one-stop shop. You know, we were we were talking. I've been on this soapbox for a while about consequences. You and I both have that there are no consequences nowadays. But one of the things that I feel really, really strongly about is if anybody makes false accusations. Mentioned it yesterday as well. That if somebody makes a false accusation, um, that the consequence for them is nothing. 
um, but it can ruin the person that they've made accusations exactly, about. Exactly. Life. Well, there's an example. Um, since I talked about this yesterday, this is in Largo, Florida. It just happens to be a Florida. Then uh, this is, this is a not, Florida update. Well, this is not. I mean, this is. Uh, is this an impromptu like emergency normally, Florida update? Normally, Florida updates are kind of funny. This one is not funny at all. Okay. So I wouldn't play the music. Um, so but, we only mock things that are bad in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Um, just this, wanted to find. I wanted to know the guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, a woman um, did a false rape report right. uh, against somebody in Largo, Florida. And it's a long, drawn-out story. I'm not going to go into all the details if somebody wants to find out what happened. It, But she said that um, Michael Peterson, who lived in, the, in the, the complex that she lived in, raped her. There were consequences that happened. He ended up being stabbed to death because other people believed her. He is now dead. And she... After all was said and done, Brittany Sori, who was the one that accused him of rape, was charged with making a false report of crime, which is a misdemeanor, and she is out of jail on a $150 bond. $150,000 or $150? Dollar. $150 bond. $150 bond because it's a misdemeanor. There's a, it's just this little slap on the wrist. You can accuse somebody of anything. That person kills himself. He didn't know. He Somebody else. Oh, he got murdered. Somebody okay. else stabbed I thought he killed him. Himself. You know, there was another story yesterday in the news about one of the Olympic the, uh, the Olympic skating pairs. Yep. The woman was 18 yeah. or 14, actually, when, when she was with the partner. Mm-hmm. And he killed himself in yeah. January. He hung himself in January because Correct. of all these accusations against that him. That were coming up. And now, after the fact, she's saying... That, uh, that she's now telling all about how what a dirtbag he was, and even mm-hmm. though they were partners on the ice, that uh, he would sexually assault well, her. It was She wasn't the only one. No, that no, there were multiple yeah. people. And But but he, what her claim is is that she says, you know, he wouldn't have killed himself if it wasn't real. Exactly, exactly, and that's the point. Right. And so there's a lot of ways people respond. To, apparently, these were not false accusations. In no, the no that, that was that was different. That was real. But this it was one, stuff she, that, this, it's the stuff that's hidden by coaches in, in, in all these, right. especially amateur athletics. Well, in professional athletics, there's big money involved. So yeah. the companies and the teams try to protect their employees Don't say from anything. getting in trouble. You, but there's now too when much you look, money involved. Look at all the college athletics. Oh, and look I at know. all the scandals that are going on, especially with Olympic athletes who are well, pretty are much con- amateurs and they have to rely on sponsorships to make a living and go out and perform. And try to win Olympic gold medals and then try to parlay that into some sort There's of paying There's way gig. too many people throughout the world, throughout history, who have looked the other way because there's money to be had. And one last update. Speaking of Chicago, the birthplace of fake news with the Jesse Smollett thing and everything else. Let me give you another update. Just in on the high-speed Tony Bruno wire. A school in Chicago is set to spend over $50,000 to replace a yearbook because some students displayed the OK hand sign in their yearbook. Administrators at the Oak Park and River Forest High School announced it will spend a total of $53,794 to replace the 1,750 copies of Tabula or Tabula. I guess that's how they pronounce it. Like Tabula Rasa, Tabula. Yeah. Or Tabula which is the actual name of the yearbook. Staff found 18 photos of students making an upside-down OK hand sign. Despite officials noting that various races, ethnicities, genders, and grades were pictured making the sign, and the obvious fact that we're playing the circle game, 
The gesture was treated as a symbol of white supremacy, and the yearbook must be replaced to avoid potentially subjecting our students to this trauma. What's going on in Chicago? What the hell is happening in that city? So People here, are being subjected to trauma now? Here is one of the photographs of that particular story, and you can see it is um, the... Whoops. I hate it when that happens. But this is the part that I love. So they're getting rid of all these uh, school books, all these yearbooks, spending almost $54,000. And I love the quote. This sounds like, is Theo Epstein running this school too? We had to, because the gesture was treated as a symbol of white supremacist. The yearbook must be replaced to avoid potentially subjecting our students to this trauma. Oh, these kids. I don't know how they're going to make it to the summer, Robin. I don't know how they're going to make it to the summertime when they remain in their homes, it's locked onto their computers, so playing games. It's unbelievable. It's, it's just unbelievable. It's, to me, it's, it's like people just don't know how to think anymore. They don't know how to think for themselves. I mean, no, because they overreact to any little thing. And, and here's the best part. The kids doing this in the yearbook are of all races, ethnicities, oh, genders, yeah. and grades. So you think if there were minority students who thought this was a sign of white supremacy, they would be doing it? Now, Bully77 Mustang said, if the OK hand sign is offensive, I guess catchers aren't calling for change-ups anymore. Exactly. So that's a change-up uh, sign as well? Yeah, you, you see with the catcher, he throws a lot of signs down there. Can it be different for every single catcher? No, it's usually like... That, yeah, they do mostly fingers. They point to the in, right. inner thigh, they point to the outer thigh, they put three fingers down, ding, bang, bang, boom, boom, circles, jerks. <laughs> they give you the, the finger. You know, if they don't like the pitcher and he shakes them off, he gives them the middle finger. Those kinds of signs. But it's absolutely a clown show in Chicago now. Shame on you, Chicago. And this is because of the Jussie Smollett hoax. Now you got one guy who got away with making up a lie and got bailed out of it because of corrupt officials. Now you got people saying, hey, you know what? We're going to go crazy and go the other extreme. Now we're going to have anything that we find offensive mm -hmm. in Chicago, we're going to go out there and shut it down and, and spend. Could you imagine a school district, what they could do with $53,000? That's absolutely To crazy. get rid of yearbooks? Are you serious? It's crazy. All right, enough of this. I want to get happy. Yeah, let's get happy. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> we should play that Don't Worry, Be Happy song. Yeah, I'm going to play that right now, as a matter of fact. We'll also have a happy story, too. A, a Moby Natalie Portman update. I know you like to hear about the celebrity stuff. This is another one of those batshit crazy celebrity stories that you'll be hearing about for the next couple of days because that's what people care about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll find it, Tony. You keep talking. More baseball, though. Let me go back to baseball because I haven't gotten away from it. I'll tell you the guy right now who's happiest in baseball. Who's that? That's the Craig Kimbrell. Craig, Craig Kimbrell was a reliever, obviously. He's sitting around waiting for his phone to ring. And June 1st, his phone will be ringing off the phone because that's when people are eligible to start talking to him. This guy has 868,000 strikeouts in 532 and two-thirds innings pitched. 333 career saves. 
even though he's getting older, he's still considered one of the best closers in baseball. Yet, no one signed him because he holds the, he holds the card, so to speak. And nobody wants to overpay for a relief pitcher early in the season. Mm-hmm. But now, all of a sudden, we're no longer early in the season. And teams like the Phillies, which you saw last night, the Chicago Cubs, which you've seen, the Minnesota Twins, the list goes on and on. It's going to be an open bidding war for Craig Kimball starting next week. Because all these teams, especially the Twins, because nobody expected them to be this good, and all they're missing is a lockdown closer. The Phillies don't have a lockdown closer. I know Robertson, the guy from the Yankees, but he's been hurt. And so they've been throwing in different guys every night to try to close out a game, and they can't get out of a damn inning with nobody on. I mean, back in the day, a save, you went into the top of the ninth, or the bottom of the ninth, depending on the situation, and you've got the ball with nobody out, nobody on base, and you can't get three outs and you try to protect a three-run lead? That's why saves have been cheapened, because that's something any good pitcher should do. You go into the ninth inning of a game, your job is to get, not go in with two men on and nobody out and get out of it. That's a legit save. Go in with a three-run lead, nobody on, nobody on base, no no count, no strikes, no balls. Get your team out of there. Now, the Phillies went into one last night. They were up 3-1 going into the ninth. Looking pretty good. Boom, the pitcher comes in, walks a couple guys, base is loaded, ground ball, they can't make the throw to the plate. Bing, bang, boom. Javi Baez comes up, gets a hit, game over, Phillies lose. That's how important a legit closer is in baseball. Yeah, I'll give you my phone number when you worry, call me. Or DM me, or slip slide into my DMs on Instagram, anywhere else. So Craig Kimball right now is going to be really happy very soon. Because somebody's going to pay him out the yin-yang to go in there and help them in the second half of the season. The teams that should be worried... Because now baseball players have found a way to beat the system. Now, you know, in the NBA, you can't come right out of high school. You have that one-year thing. So a lot of players have skirted that. So what they do is they go play in Europe for a year, like Brandon Jennings did. They go overseas, play a year, and then they fulfill the the uh, the, the, the auto early entry thing. You can't just come out and go into the NBA. Right. So they change the rules. So Brandon Jennings, others would play one year abroad, and then they technically would be like playing one year in college. And then they come back and they play in the NBA. Baseball doesn't have that rule. So last year in the draft, the baseball draft, there was this hotshot kid from East Florida State College. Not a big school. 6'6", guy throws like 95 miles an hour, 19 years old, and he was the eighth player drafted in the baseball draft last year. The Atlanta Braves drafted him, but couldn't sign him because he had some injury issues, and they didn't want to give him $2 million to lock him in as a signing bonus. Okay. So what does the kid do? His agent is Scott Boros, the greatest Ah, sports agent. His agent says, hey, I'm going to see if I... Because he can go back into the draft this year. He was eligible again because he didn't sign with the team that drafted him last year. He was going to go back into the baseball draft this year, and his name, as I mentioned, is Carter Stewart. So what happens now... Scott Boros finds a Japanese team to give him a seven-year guaranteed contract for six million. No, a seven million six-year contract. Six years he is now locked into this Japanese team, and Major League Baseball can't do anything about it. So he's going to get seven million dollars. He's going to play for the Fukuoka. Fukuoka Softball Hawks of the Japan League. Hi. Hi. 
どうぞ。福岡。どうぞしまして。マシママシ。はい。So he's going. He's already in Japan. And he's, he's going to learn Japanese. Probably. Speaking Japanese. Going to turn Japanese because there's a lot of here. You know, maybe buy some underwear. You know, seven million dollars. You can buy a lot of used underwear and vending machines in Japan with that kind of cash. Yes, you can. That's walking around money. So this kid's going to go to Japan and basically say, "Arafangulo." To Major League Baseball. And that hurts Major League Baseball because you know who else did the same thing last year? Not in a similar situation. But Kyle, Kyler Murray was the ninth guy taken in last year's baseball draft. And he was a two sport star. He played football and he played baseball. He got drafted last year, the ninth pick in the draft, right after this kid, Carter Stewart. And he made a decision I'm going to play in the NFL, not in baseball. And boom, he becomes the, draft, the number one draft pick in the NFL. So smart move. You know, you got leverage now. And when the player has leverage over the organizations or the teams or the leagues, they should use it because that's what it's all about. It's their lives, their so careers. He's going to become like Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball. No, no, Tom Selleck sucked. Mr. 300, I think. Wasn't no, that what it Mr. Was? Baseball. Wasn't he Mr. 300 also? No, he was in, uh, Tom Selleck was in a movie called he, Mr. Yeah, Baseball. It was about the though, Detroit Tigers. And he went, in, he went to Japan. Yeah, and he sucked in Japan. No, he did well. In I don't Japan. remember that. I don't watch stupid baseball God, when movies. When you can't get this right, ridiculous. I love that movie. Actually, it's all right. Falls in love with a Japanese woman. Bernie Mac was Mister. Thank you, uh, EKT. Bernie Mac was Mister. Three Hundred. Yes. Was it Mister. Three Thousand or Mister. Three Hundred? Mister. Three Thousand, I think. Wasn't or was it, it Three Hundred? I think it was. It was 3, another 000. baseball movie, and Bernie Mac was funny. I, I, my, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of baseball movies. I mean, the natural because of the hokey scene where, you know, he hits the ball into the light standards mm -hmm. and then yeah, all comes that down. Yeah, would... You know, Bull Durham. But I don't watch every baseball movie Angels because it's a Angels in the outfield. Nah. The Angels suck anyway. Their whole outfield's injured. So what difference does it make? But anyway, I don't blame Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's the number one pick in the NFL. Are you going to go play baseball in the minor league for five years? hoping that you can come up one day? No. Or are you going to take a job where you're the number one overall pick? A lot of pressure comes with that. So the number eight and number nine players who were taken in the baseball draft last year have both, one, decided to stay in baseball. He's going to play in Japan. And the next time a Major League Baseball team will be eligible to even talk to him is when he's 25 years old after he fulfills his contract with his Japanese baseball team, the Fukuoka Stompank Hawk. Hey! Of the Japan League. You okay with that, Robin? I'm okay with that. I am too. I'm going to give him a roaring round of applause. Not because I don't like the Atlanta Braves. I'm a Phillies fan. But imagine how pissed off the Braves are. They didn't want to give the guy two million to lock him in. So he got six, seven million to get locked in in Japan. I don't blame him. Although, I, you know, I'd, I'd have to eat a lot of tempura. I'm not, I don't know how, if I could survive in Japan, Robin. They have more than just sushi there, Tony. I mean, I like miso soup. I, I'm not anti-Japanese food. They have teriyaki stuff. I'm going to have, but have... that's fried food. Teriyaki is fried food. No, it's not. Yes, it is. They did the tempura. I'm sorry. No, tempura is fried food. Tempura for... is where they stick it in the hot yeah, oil. Teriyaki is that soy saucy type stuff. Yeah, that's and okay. they also have some of the best beef in the world, Kobe beef. Really great steakhouses there. Not Kobe Thai. No. One of my favorite all-time great vivid video girls. You remember Kobe are you, Thai? Are you happier now, Tony? We played a little bit of Happy by yes. Farrell Williams. <laughs> Now I went to a no, site. No, that was uh, that was uh, that wasn't Farrell. That wasn't Farrell. You played. You're right. That was that wasn't Farrell. That was Bobby. Not McFerrin, Scott Farrell. So that was uh, Bobby, Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry, be happy. Yes, sorry, but there. If you if you are not happy enough yet, there are tons of. If happy you're happy songs. and you know it, 
Clap your hands. Snap your feet or throw down the circle sign. Now, interesting. <laughs> if there- you're happy and you know what. Here, let me play that. Let me, let me take a still shot and send this to the Cubs media people. Let me take a picture. No, no my Trevor, sent, Trevor sent us a billboard. No, it wasn't Trevor. It was uh, Tony U2. Mm-hmm. Tony RU2 sent us um, a billboard that has it on there. Made you look. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'm going to do this. Get a still shot. We will have to freeze it later. Freeze it right there, as they say. I'm going to send this to the Chicago Cubs as soon as the show is over. We may do it during the show. I want the Cubs to see this because I'm going to stick it right up their asses. Here you go, Chicago Cubs fans. Not the fans. I don't blame the fans. I'm going to take it with my brand new. Yeah, take a picture with him right now. With the uh, actually, you have. Can you put the f- picture of the two hand signals up there on the back screen? Oh, I want. I want to make this official now, okay, because I want to show. I want the Cubs to see what the kid who got banned for life. I don't know if he was a kid or whatever. The dope that got banned for life with the hand signal behind. All right, hold <sighs> What's on. His face? Doug Glanville. Yes. And then one of their own players doing the same thing at Wrigley Field in front of his own dugout. Remember. The players on the field, the fans in the stands. Correct. The fan is paying to go to the ball game, right? To do. Yep. Didn't rush the field like uh, White Sox fans did to beat a couple of meth head fans did in Chicago years ago at the White Sox game to beat up the first base okay. coach. It's up there now. All right, here we go. I'm, this is for the Chicago Cubs. Pardon me while I just pose for a second here. I got to strike a pose. Okay, hold on a second. I have to get a better angle. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is, a, this is live radio here. Live uh, Twitch TV. You're not getting this on most uh, rehearsed shows. Or scripted shows. This is unscripted. Definitely. What are you trying to do I'm now? I'm just trying. I gotta, gotta get some background music, Robin. So I'm gonna do They're it. You're not right gonna now. hear the background. No, I music. need it for me to get into the proper mood. <laughs> I, I, it's a, you know, it's all about you know when when they take pictures of uh, of models, they're playing music. And they're, oh, and they're, okay. So you know the the, the, the so photographers the like okay, wet your lips. Gotcha. You know, make a move. All right, now tilt your head to the left. Tilt your head to the right. I want to make sure I have the proper uh, accoutrement in the background. Gotcha. You ready? Gotcha. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, wait a minute. See, this is what they do on YouTube. Bastards. Here we go. All right. I think, I think you have it. Is it? Is that it? Breaking news. Tony Bruno addresses the Cubs organization from Sweet Lou on 1. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I am trying to reach Carlton. This is Madonna. And I was like, Human being, freedom in regards to... This is the, the making truth. of it. I don't want the making of it. I want the damn song. This is taking way too long, Tony. All right, let me do it right here. I got it now. I got it now. See, this is what happens when you're doing a live show. Here we go. All right. All right, I'm going to get number one. I got to strike a pose. Tilt your head to the right, Tony, and cough. <laughs> <coughs> Wait a minute. Let's see if I can feel my groin right now. This is what my doctor did yesterday. Cough. <coughs> strike a pose. All right, I need to This get is it. one of the greatest Madonna songs ever, by the way. You think so? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? All right. Are you ready, Tony? <laughs> can we get can we get this over with? No, no, no. You got to make that the mood. You got to get that the mood filled, Robin. You got to wait for the drums to start banging. Strike a pose. Strike a pose. Yeah. Come on, Robin. You weren't doing this when the song was popular? Weren't you striking poses and shit? No. This was my kids, though. My kids were. What year was this? This was Vogue. It was uh, 90s? 99? 1990? Yeah. Come on, Robin. How old were you in 1990? Uh, 30... Wait, 1990? Yes. 
1990, 2000, 2010. 39? Is that right? No, you were 29. 29? You're going to tell me 29-year-old chicks in the club weren't striking poses everywhere? Wearing see-through blouses? I was uh, a mom with two kids. I was really busy. A lot of single moms with two kids were striking a pose back then, Rob. <laughs> I probably should have been. <laughs> All right, Cup fans. All you great Chicago people. I love Chicago, by the way. Boom. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. When you're supposed to strike a pose for a photograph, yeah. you're supposed to stay still. I know, I just have to get loose. I'm like loosening up. I'm like in the batter's box at Wrigley Field. Strike an actual pose, Tony. Right, here we go. Except don't stand in front of the camera or the picture that you want me to have. I've been so sitting for two hours. i got to stretch a little bit. Stand in front of your picture, not the other picture. Okay. Strike a pose. It took so long that my camera went away. Okay, turn towards me a little bit so we can see Blake play glory. Got it. All right, everybody now. Strike a pose now, come on. All right. I can't believe it. Madonna was awesome. Now she's nuts. But back then, she was like, she was hot in a dirty kind of way, you know? I love Madonna. Another Italian chick, you know? Remember back in the day when you were on uh, international flights, you could actually purchase things on board the airplane? Like drugs, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. They had the duty-free on board the airplane. You could buy, there was a... You could buy all sorts of things. Not when you're going to Cleveland, though. I mean, you really have no, to be no, going no. like to Bangkok. Or you had to be there. going overseas. It was international flights. Yeah, they sell different. you cologne and stuff on the plane. Yes, yes, on the plane. So you would get a catalog, and then you would put in your order. The and sky, then the, not the Sky Mall. You have to take that with you. The Sky Mall. You didn't order that. No, this was this was stuff that you could buy from the air the airplane itself. But the, inside, the, they had it in the plane. Yeah. There was the, a Sky Mall that you would take home, and then you could buy stuff. Right. Too, no, no, right. no. This was, and the flight attendant would bring it to you right there. And so I was going back to the Netherlands. After high school was over, I went back home to visit friends and family, and um, you could buy cassette tapes. And I, I had a little cassette recorder that I brought with me, and I brought a couple, but I bought two cassette tapes on board the flight flying from the United States back to the Netherlands. It was Madonna's uh, Papa Don't Preach mm-hmm. album on cassette, and um, it was... Um, uh, Simon, Paul Simon's um, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Feet album. Dude. I think. Oh, and uh, also it was uh, Sting's. Uh, I bought three. And I brought Sting's. Um, was it buy two, get one free? Uh, Dream of the Blue Turtles, I think it was. Is that the album I'm thinking of? I don't remember, Robin. Who it looked like, Casey Kasem? So those three albums were the, the sound of that summer for... for while I was in the Netherlands. By the way, Madonna is coming to the Met this summer here in Philly. Sources are telling me Brenda, Brenda Marie. You need to pause it, otherwise it's going to go to a commercial. Well, let's turn the damn volume down, Robin. Well, I'm trying. Ridiculous. 
Are you now happier? Uh, by the way, Jim Kenny will be uh, getting a free lap dance on stage for Madonna at the Met this summer. He'll be doing a sanctuary dance up there. I'm curious. What song, if you hear it, what song makes you happy? A lot of songs make me happy. No, no, no. Like, right? there's one song that you can think of off the wow. top of your head that just goes, ah, oh, this just makes me happy. There's no way I can't not have a smile on my face. How about put a smile on your face? That's one of my, remember that song? <laughs> put a smile. I'm going to play it. Fine. Can you find it real I quick? Will right? Put a smile on your face. Put a smile. Don't worry. Be happy. I mean, there's a lot of great summer songs make me happy. You know, when the weather's finally nice and people are heading worry, to the beach. Don't worry, be happy doesn't make me happy. You know what my favorite Madonna song is? You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. It's that silly summary song that she did. What the hell was it called? Uh, damn. I'll think of it. There's another, there's an Elton John song that makes me happy, too. It's Club at the End of the Street by Elton John. That's one of my favorite songs, too. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. That's a happy song. Stevie V says, my ding-a-ling. My, no, we played that the other <laughs> yeah, day. we played that yesterday. <laughs> uh, KOP Joe says, Will Smith's Summertime. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That was a good one. We, yeah. are, we, didn't, we, we can't play that before Memorial Day weekend, though. It's like wearing white. You can't do that yeah. before Memorial Day. We'll, we'll have it. We'll have um, Betty on full rotation on Memorial Day. So when you come here, you can ask her to play any song you want. Beautiful. Full house. Oh, shoot. This means I'm going to actually have to clean the house. Ugh. Well, it's, you know, it's, spring's almost over, Robin. We haven't even done spring cleaning here yet. If anybody wants to volunteer to come over and help me clean the house the day before Memorial Day to get ready for this, I'm open to suggestions. Now, what song is this, Robin? This isn't the song that I requested. This is Put a Smile on Your Face. No, it's Duran not. Jones and the Indications. That's not the original. That's not the one I'm thinking of. This is a good song. That's what it says. Put a Smile on Your Face was like some reggae song. Oh. Put a smile on your face. What you gotta do? Come on, Robin. I can't believe you don't know these songs. I typed in so Put a white. Smile on Your Face song. Yeah, Sly and, and the Family Stone. came up. Um... Put a smile on your face. It'll make the world a better world look better. Is that the one? Yeah. Put a smile on. It's a reggae song. All right. <laughs> What's the matter with you? There you go. Okay. You know this song. I do. Uh, I don't have any weed, though. I can't can't do this without a cocktail or, or weed. Here you go. First of all, when you wake up in the evening and the day is shot. So we're getting a lot of great suggestions. Um, King King Smut ninety five says holiday. Flyer super fan. Schools out by Alice Cooper. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what you wanna do? What you fun in the summertime by Sly and the Family Stone. Um, Luigi says this song sucks. Even the holiday version by DJ Sven says is good. Smooth by Santana oh, and Rob smooth. Thomas. That was a good one. That's smooth, not JB smooth. No. Well, we'll do it on Memorial Day. That's what we'll summer do. Summer Girls. That's a good one. There's so many great summer songs. But happy songs, like songs that make you happy this when you look This song makes me happy? You put a smile on your face. How can you not be happy? You know what makes me happy, and I can't help but being in a good mood? Almost any song that has steel drums in it. Yeah, that's when you're on a beach, you're steel drinking. Steel drum songs, for whatever reason, just make you happy. Damn right. Have you noticed that? 
Yeah. The theme song from Viagra? No, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> that puts song? a smile on what? my face. I don't What's know. What's the but... theme song from Viagra? I don't know. Theme- I love the. I, you know which one? I, I love the Corona one though. There's the Corona. You put a like, lemon, and then the, we actually found the song, and it's it's one of those, it's one of those chill songs that they play on the chill channel that I like. You know the the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have to look that one up. So right. the Viagra commercial song apparently is Hooker by John Lee. No, Dimples by John Lee Hooker. Jesus, Robin, your musical knowledge is just horrific. Well, it's it's put backwards. This is this is the Viagra song. Yeah. You can't tell it's John Lee Hooker. Hooker. I love the way you walk. This is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty good. Right, this is the one I like. It's one of those songs that you don't know when you hear it because you hear it in a commercial, and then you say, I got to find that song. Where is it? This is the one, the Corona commercial, Robin. Did you turn my thing down? Oh, yeah. It's a block away. This is the song. Every time oh, yeah, you find yeah, yeah. Some friends and get lost. Every time a night takes you It's away. called Salt Water every time by GeoWolf. GeoWolf. Not BeoWolf. No. Yeah, it's line. I think they're German, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we'll find it. We're going to play that right now because this song makes me happy. I see the chicks with the Corona and they put the lime in there and put the lime in the coconut. We've got to find the GeoWolf song. I think we found it. I downloaded it on my iPad. I think And on my did. iTunes library. I know. We've, Whenever I hear a song in a commercial, I don't know what I mean. Like, what is that? What is that? And thank God for Shazam. Shazam! Damn! And that Shazam now finds stuff instantly. It's amazing. Because it's not, it doesn't it's listen. faster than you. It will. Well, that's good <laughs> or bad, depending on how you look at it. You know what I'm saying? And of um, course, Luigi's favorite summertime song, Pitbull, Don't Stop the Party. You're having a good time? Yeah, <laughs> Luigi says Summertime by Ken- Kenny Chesney. Yeah, that's right. There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of great summer songs. Don't stop the part. Yeah, Pitbull. Robin, I need to hear the, the damn Beowulf song, Salt Water. It's good stuff. Not Salt Water Fisherman, which is a great TV show on Saturday mornings. You want to see guys go out there and catch some big boys. I'm not talking about bass. That's Jim Dance or Bill Dance and all those other guys who do the salt fresh water thing. I want to see the big boys. I want to see the tuna, the marlin. Not the Florida Marlins, they stuck. This is the song now. I know, this is, I just love steel drums. Robin, why didn't you play the damn song I requested? What kind of DJ are you? Remind me never to hire you for my next wedding (laughs) or my next divorce party. I'd be like, nah, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. (laughs) Too soon, Bully 77. I think Viagra's theme song is Shaft. Yes, it is. Talking about Shaft, you can dig it, and we can dig it. Um, Bio Wolf. Salt water, Robin, in the afternoon. Salt water. In the afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I have to even better than Shazam. Try uploading a song to YouTube and get them to copyright strike. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh boy, yeah, that'll work. That it's it's happens instantaneously. I love almost. the comedians. I mean, there's a lot of greats. We could spend an entire. We could just play summer songs all weekend. But then I wouldn't be able to rip the Chicago Cubs and all the Sweet Lou says, I've gone rogue on you. <laughs> Why don't we get drunk and screw always works, especially yes. around midnight. You're in a bar. 
As long as it's not 3 a.m. in a bar, because then your ass is going to jail. Right. You start playing that song. Ezekiel knows that very well. Not Ezekiel Elliott, though. Afternoon Delight is a good one. All right, I need to hear this damn song before I move on to the important rest of the baseball. This song. This is the summer chill on the beach song. Right, you got that corona. It's chill, but it doesn't make you happy. Yes, it does. Listen to this. Does it bring a smile to your yeah, face? Yeah, it's not a dance song. You're just, just thinking you're laying on the beach. Nah. And then the waves are crashing. Doesn't bring an immediate Listen. smile to my face. It's chill, man. You'd actually have to work at something to bring a smile to my face while listening to this. No, you just come in from swimming. You got stung by a couple of uh, jellyfish. Which means that you would end have to pee on me. Well, it starts has to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so far I'm not smiling. Oh, this is chill. When you're on the beach, Robin, you're on the back of a boat on a sailboat in the British Virgin Islands on a 45-foot catamaran. That's what's making me smile, not the song. But that's the song that's playing in the background. Listen to that. That's... And it's got that ethereal No, it's sound. a great song. I, I get yeah. that. You're just not a chill person like I am. I mean, I can get cracked up when I need to. When it's time to chill, Speaking nobody. Speaking of chill, last night at the mall while taking my son out suit shopping because he's going to be a wedding in Nicaragua. He's flying down to You're Nicaragua for a destination. Managua? Um, he, um, they had a little booth that was selling chill gummies. Chill gummies? Yes. Yeah, were they playing this song by They were by selling CBD gummies at the mall in a booth. Duh. See, I should have bought some for you and, and Luigi. I don't need any of that stuff. It makes me fall asleep. I have, a, I have an easy enough time falling asleep now from exhaustion. I don't need to take gummies. Oh, give me just another taste. Just another second, Robin. Well, we can, we can keep this under... While you are talking about what people have Now, bring it down. In. Just make sure you save that on my Spotify library. Okay. I'm pretty sure I have it in my... Yeah, uh, you have it. ITunes. So you got it from my iTunes, didn't you? Where did you get it from? My iTunes? No, I, I got it on YouTube. Okay. It's a great song. It is a good song. You're damn right it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got Cole and Cole on the mound tonight in Major League Baseball action. The Phillies facing Cole Hamels with the young Cole... The kid who I thought his wife was his uh, his girlfriend was his mother last week. Oh yes, uh, J- J- oh, to matter with cold. You, I almost have it. I know it's it in is. my brain. I know, but I can't think of it right now. What's the matter with you? This game's on ESPN tonight too. I think it's on national TV. Or was it last night? I don't know. I can't keep track. As long as Doug Glanville's not there and people aren't flipping up. Uh... By the way, when Christian goes to Noriega. Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin, that's right. The young fella. He's 25. He's been in the minors. He came up, pitched a brilliant game on Sunday last week. And then his mom was there, but it wasn't his mom. It was his girlfriend who was smoking hot about, Yes, so they keep talking about the mom, and then they're showing his girlfriend's video. Like, no, if you're going to talk about the mom, show the mom. They showed the mom earlier, but then the girlfriend was much yeah. hotter, with all due respect to the mom. Because there's some moms that are hot, too. And I love mom. I love the mom-daughter combination of hotness. When you get that the mom and then the daughter, and they're both hot. And they're both hot. I mean, is, is there anything really better than that on earth? I don't think so. Sisters. Nah, sisters could Twins? be a pain in the ass, though. Twin sisters. Yeah, it's, it's that's pretty good. 
Let me get back to baseball now. Phillies and I are regularly failed where they be throwing. I want all the Philly fans listening who are in Chicago. All tonight, just do the circle sign. If everybody in the stadium, everybody in, in, in Wrigley Field throws down the circle sign at the same time, what are they going to do, ban everybody from the stadium? Oh, that would be great. Isn't that great? That's a fantastic Instead idea. Instead of doing the dumb wave or chanting, refs, you suck, do the circle sign tonight at Chicago. That at Field. would be awesome. Exactly Way to stand right. up for That's what I would stupidity. Do. That's, I want to send against, a message to the stinking Chicago Cubs. Stand against stupidity and do that, everybody. Exactly oh, right. That would be awesome. You saw that gave uh, Jake Arrieta a standing ovation the other CSM night. CSM says you should start the hashtag, Tony. Stand against stupidity and... Stand, exactly. Is that what we're going to call it? I don't know. What's a, what's a good hashtag? I hate hashtags because cancel my debt. Who's going to cancel anybody's debt today? Robin tried to get her can- debt canceled last week. Well, I got it cut in half. So what? As in canceling your debt. That's better than nothing. No, it's not. Not when you got $3,700 to pay. That's bullshit. Anyway, are they going to throw out the entire state? Are they going to throw out everybody at Wrigley Field? I think it's fantastic. That's a really, really good That's idea. That's what I do. I'm an, I'm, I'm an idea man. I'm a facilitator. I'm a man who comes up with things. And I need people to follow. If it was here in Philly, I would do that. If they were here at Citizens Bank Park instead of Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. I'd march down there tonight. And I would actually print, I would go on my own printer and, and actually make copies of the hand signal that people can hold up when the camera's on. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the NBA, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, the yeah. rattler, they have the stupid balloons where they yes. shake behind. Hand it out to everybody. Everybody walks in. In fact, the Phillies should do that the next time. I don't know if the Cubs are coming back here. When the Cubs come How to Philadelphia. How awesome would that be? Have a, Let me see if they're still, if they're still we'll on. Have a, we'll have a circle, what is it called? The uh, ring game. Instead of handing out like dumb bobbleheads. Or have bobbleheads with the rings on it. Have like some figure or some caricature of somebody throwing down double ring signs down low. Well, they make the hand, they make those hand puppet thingies. Yeah. The hand glove, except make it. I'll go into the studio so. and I'll play uh, some. The foam, rest. the foam hand. The foam hand yeah, and make yeah. it into a circle. Brilliant idea, Robin. Yeah. Let's get to that right after the show. I'm going to go down to the, the, that fabric district and buy some foam. And then we're going to start crafting. <laughs> we're going to start crafting. Ree, the royal re. We're going to go down and start crafting. You know, get an exacto knife, draw out a perfect template, and then make a foam hand signal. How awesome would that be? Foam circle finger night at the ballpark. And then the other hand would just be a middle finger stuck in the air. So you give them the combination of what am I going to blur out? The flipping the bird signal to the Cubs? Or the circle game. Doug McGregor says that the Cubs come to town August 13th through the 15th. I'll be there. I'll be there for foam circle night. So I got time to work on this. Yeah, I know. We got a lot of good people with great ideas. And if there's any fan group that would totally get behind this whole thing, it's Philly fans. Absolutely. Man, every single person. And then the entire city will be condemned as racist white nationalists. Which they've been pretty much condemned for, for the last 50 years anyway. In this but house. it would show how ridiculous it is. Foam circle night at the ballpark. Hey, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> could you hear Could you hear <laughs> Greg Murphy and the first 50,000 oh, fans coming into the ballpark? A foam circle. And if you buy two tickets down low, we will throw in a foam middle finger and also a firm uh, stupid foam cheese head. Leftover from the Green Bay Packers. TVB says we can sell them on the avenue. Yes. Exactly right. 
That's Contact Foam Fair in Alden, Delaware County to get the May. That's a good job from Gladney, North Carolina. Foam Fair. Let's see how much it would cost. Foam. Lenny Dykstra could be the leader of the old Fair. crew. Kindies, I think, went out of business. The Kindies, you know, the Christmas factory where the quartermaster was in South Philly, where my mom used to work right. when they made military uniforms back in the day. It's a good idea. See where how we're coming up. This is how this is how things organically grow on the air. This is how the the idea for Wing Bowl came up. Just putting all our collective heads together and coming up with things that can not not just they're not offensive. It's just this is the way you send out messages to people. Instead of using smoke signals like Elizabeth Warren's doing to try to get the vote in the Democratic primary. I do not sound like an angry old white man. What are you talking about? This is called activism. This is called mocking those who need to be mocked. Well, nobody's getting hurt here. We're not rioting. We're not putting on masks or pussy hats. We're bringing foam fingers to the ballpark. What's wrong with that idea? And it's got to be when the Cubs are here. You know what I'm saying? Do I sound like an angry old white man? Do I look like Bernie Sanders to you? Do I look like Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Those guys are much older than I am. And they can't be angry because they've got gazillions of dollars. So please, Don. Uh, Here we go. I keep calling him Don. U.S. Imprints has custom foam fingers, and they actually already have one in this uh, shape. Oh, they do? Custom foam hand mitt, but it's... It's, it's as, a circle? It's a circle. It's like this. It's a custom hand... Here, I'm going to show you. They it. sell them at Circle Liquors in the, on the, uh, on the it's a circle when you're going into Ocean City. You know, the Circle Liquor Bar. The, 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 uh, the Circle Liquor Store. You know, when you're going down to Ocean City, it's dry. You can't buy booze. But everybody stops at Circle Liquors, and they go in and buy their stash so they could take it to their condo or their rental or their Airbnb for the summer. Or the Circle K is out west. Here's here are the pricing, Tony. If you buy two hundred and fifty of them, it's three dollars and twenty five cents. And then if you go all the way up to a thousand, how many can I get? How much do I have to pay for a thousand? Boom. For a thousand, um, so it would be two thousand eight hundred ninety dollars for a thousand. So of that's them like three bucks a piece. Two dollars and eighty nine cents. Yeah. Is that including tax, tags, soda fare, sweet uh, sweetness? I think so. Uh, that's, that's expensive. Including the virtual proof and everything. And um, if you look behind you, that's what it looks like. And then you can get your own custom saying. I don't on the want front. Clay Eleven on there. No, but you say you get your own custom saying on it. How about Tony Bruno Twitch TV, Tony Bruno Nation Live on there? <laughs> I'm going to spend. I'm not dropping. A, I'm not dropping. How much for a thousand of them? Two thousand eight hundred ninety dollars is how much Shit. it would be for a thousand of them. That's like half my alimony payment for next month. It's a bargain at half the price. No, I can't afford that. Now, if we had some grassroots movement. I know. Or if we can call this company and tell them what we're going to do and actually put their... That's what they do in all these giveaways at ballparks. Some company sponsors it, and then they slap their name on it. No matter what, whether it's socks, whatever they give out, the teams aren't paying for this. They get some company to do it, and then they put their name on it. You know that. That's how yes. it works in promotion. Robin, you were in promotion and marketing. I was. What? Why did it suddenly <sighs> stop being able to uh, cast... See, I always call Don, Don, D-Con, D-Conrad, Las Vegas. He said, my mom just called looking for Don. I know it's in Summer's Point, the Circle uh, market, the circle Wine, Circle Liquors. Robin and I stopped in there once when we went down to see some friends in Ocean City. That is correct. They don't, you can't buy booze in Ocean City, so you stop at Circle Liquors, and you go in there, you buy your wine, and then you take it to the house. 
and then you go over and pay overpriced pizza when you're stuck and you have to go to Manco, Manco and Manco's instead of Mac and Manco's. Which, by the way, the guy from Barstool went there the other day. The stool presidente dude. Uh-huh. He goes in there, and I saw the owner, and I know who the owner is. He went to jail, you know. The owner of that Manco and Manco. Mm-hmm. M-A-N-C-O and N-C-O. Uh, yeah, he, he used to be jail, Mac right? and Manco. He went to jail because he was... It was a cash-only business on the boardwalk. And we've been there. You know that, Robin. We were with Craig right, Shoemaker right, right. Yeah, one yeah. summer. And, hey, let's get pizza. And the place was right on the boardwalk down the street from the condo that Craig Shoemaker was mm-hmm. in. And so you go over there, and it's like you order two pizzas, and it's like $50. I'm like, dude, I don't have any cash. Oh, we have an ATM right there. So they have the ATM right in the lobby of this pizza place. And, oh, by the way, everybody buys it there because it's convenient, and you go in and you pick it up. Yeah, but then the guy was running a cash-only business. And you know what happens when you run a cash-only business in the summer when everybody's buying pizza out the yin-yang night after night after night because you don't want to cook, right? You're renting an apartment, a condo. Hey, let's get pizza. It's the easiest thing to do. Then this guy went to jail. He didn't pay taxes. And finally, they let him back out, and he reopened. And now they take a credit cards and give you receipts. That's what happens when you get nailed for tax evasion. But you still go back and do your job. That was part of the re- you know, part of the sentencing was he was going to go to jail, pay restitution on the taxes he didn't pay when he was charging people cash when he was using cash only to pay for pizzas. Hey, you know, a lot of a I don't, lot I don't of believe there should be I think cash only businesses should be illegal. You know, everybody's talking about pay your fair share. You run a cash only business. It's rife it, for yeah. It's like it's like waiters and waitresses. Yeah. You know, they have to report their tips. Well, Most of them are honest. On no, 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 no. So honestly, having been a waiter um, and a waitress and a cocktail waitress, yeah, and a but bartender, you, you were like AOC good waitress. Bartender. Oh, I was really good. Okay. I, I why didn't you run for Congress? You don't you for for anybody to say that. Uh, waiters need to be more. Uh, there, there has to be a way of making them claim all of their tips. Yeah, they make no money. I know that. I'm not. I'm not saying that they should. I'm saying the point is when you trust somebody in a business where you're you're relying on cash either for tips or to run your business. There's easy ways to skate around that. Yes. And especially when you're a company that, especially on a shore business where you're only open three months of the year. Yeah. And you're going to get absolutely slammed. And that place is always slammed. And people go in there and buy pizzas. I'm not telling you the pizza's bad or good. I don't consider it great pizza. It's mm-hmm. okay. Well, we've talked, to, we've talked to a couple of restaurateurs who said that they were making really good money when they were able to have cash-only items. Of course they do. There's bars because in they didn't Philly. To, they There's restaurants here on the avenue they that would, are cash-only. Yeah. You know what that is? It's an outrage. They would bring home thousands and thousands of dollars every week and put it under the mattress rather than declaring it. It's ridiculous. One more baseball note, though, before we move on, Robin. I want to congratulate, speaking of positive, the Baltimore Orioles, Robin. The Baltimore Orioles are in the record books. The Baltimore Orioles are the fastest team in baseball history to reach 100 home runs Given up in a season. Oh. That's right. In their 48th game yesterday against the New York Yankees. Yankees win! The Yankees win! In their 48th game, <laughs> they gave, gave up home run number 100 on the season. And that is actually 
nine games sooner than the 2000 Kansas City Royals took to give up 100 home runs. The Royals in 2000 needed 57 games before they gave up their 100th home run as a pitching staff. Wow. This year, the Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles went only 48 games to give up the 100th jack. And what's interesting to note here, that the New York Yankees and the Minnesota Twins have basically accounted for half of those 100 home runs that the Baltimore Orioles have given up. Yankees in 10 games against the Orioles, 29 home runs. The Minnesota Twins, one of the surprise stories in baseball, 23 home runs against the Orioles in only six games this year. So 23 and 29 is what, Robin? 9, 10, 11, 12. That's 41 home runs, almost half of the 100 scored by two teams in 9, 10, 11, 12. That's 51. So that's 51 home runs, or no, 52 home runs. I'm, Robin's actually doing it, writing it oh, down. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was okay. writing down something. So 29 and 23 is 52, right? Mm-hmm. They've given up 52 of the 100 home runs to two teams, the Baltimore Orioles, ladies and gentlemen. So next time you're driving down 95 and you want to go see Baltimore, Baltimore Oriole baseball, bring a glove and sit in the outfield because there'll be some souvenirs flying in the skies over Ralph Cramden Yards in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? By the way, you know what the record is for a season? So right now the Orioles are on pace to give up 331 home runs this season. Do you know what the major league record is, Robin, for how many home runs one team has given up in one season? What is that? 258. And that was done by the Cincinnati Reds just a couple of short years ago in 2016. So remember this, 258 home runs is the record. They're on pace to smash that by almost 100 home runs. 338 at this current pace. 258 is the record. That's what, 80? That's 80 more home runs than the Cincinnati Reds gave up just a couple of years ago. That's some bad pitching right there. That is some bad pitching. The dirty, Baltimore, man. And the Don't Twins aren't even in their division. They're in the Central Division, and they're leading that division, which could be the worst division in baseball, by the way. But anyway, enough about that. People go down to Baltimore when, the, when, when teams come to town, like the Angels were in town right, last right, week. Right. And the, Joe Rafino and a lot of— That's not very far. But you know why they go? They want to go see Mike Trout play. Right. Because that's the closest Mike Trout's going to come to playing. I don't think the Angels play the Phillies this year in interleague play. But the Orioles were in, in Baltimore, and the Angels were there. And I know a lot of people from Philly, and they can, you can get seats anywhere down there. Because, you know, the Orioles are terrible. Nobody's going to go watch the Orioles play right now. They're really bad. They're almost Miami Marlin bad. And that's pretty damn bad. Anyway, there's your baseball update now. But I got to do this uh, 